Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. It's Chris and Karan, Fox Sports Radio, Chris Maddox, Yahoo Sports, Karan Butler, the two-time All-Star NBA champion, and we're trying something new today. We're going to be in studio together. What's what up, up, Karan? What's going on, brother? Yeah, hey, that's what you look like. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Looking good these days, man. Likewise. Smoking mirrors before. We didn't <laughs> yeah. know what we was looking like. Usually I'm out in Boston <laughs> switching coast, Karan, uh, on the West Coast, but I'm out here in L.A. Went to the Santa Cruz Mares fight last night. Good show, Ooh. man. Good show. I was watching periodically as I was cleaning up uh, from a graduation party. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to get all my stuff together. But I came in this morning, and obviously you told me that uh, Santa Cruz won, so congratulations to him. Why is it that NBA players love boxing so much? I saw Damian Lillard at the the fight last night. And whenever I go to big fights, there's always more NBA players than other sports. There seems to be like this cross-section of NBA and boxing guys. Yeah, it's the same way just like all rappers want to be basketball players. Our mm. basketball players want to be rappers. No, don't do it, basketball players. That's how you lose your money. That's yeah. how. That's how Roy Jones lost his money. As, a, as you, a, yeah, y'all must have forgot. <laughs> no, that's don't. what Roy said. <laughs> Roy said. <laughs> Allen Iverson rapper, not very good. Shaq rapper, not very. He went good. platinum. It doesn't matter. Yo, he had a song with you Biggie. Think, you think he was good? Shaq. Yeah, good at terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. He yeah. can't sit there with a the straight. He face. had a platinum album, bro. Like he had a platinum. You can't stop the rain from coming. Success doesn't mean you're good. Like just because you are able to sell some records doesn't mean you're actually good. I'm saying, like, there are some good, there are some awful movies that do a lot. Shaq, Shaq or Petty? Petty? Oh, is that a question? (laughs) Is that like an actual question? You're trying to put Shaq on the same level as Tom Petty? Oh, that's sacrilege, man. We can't talk anymore. I'm going back to Boston. <laughs> All right, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on current insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote today. Well, Karan, the NBA season is over, but it's like it's not like the NBA Ooh. stops being in the news. Um, and you made this point right before we'd on the air. It's kind of amazing that we, we're here. Golden State, 
back-to-back champion, three-time in the last four years, a legitimate dynasty right now, considering that all these guys are either late 20s, early 30s. They're going to be together for the next four years. But what's the topic of discussion as we sit here on Sunday? It's the guy that just got beat. And where does the guy that just got beat go? Where does LeBron James wind up next season? It is all LeBron all the time right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and necessarily so. He's still the best player on the planet, uh, you know, by a short margin. And, you know, Kevin Durant's done a remarkable job of, you know, stating his case and being extremely efficient um, in his production in the finals. Uh, but, look, LeBron, wherever he goes, is going to be uh, an amazing situation. Like we said, we had three choices that I felt like this popped off and jumped off the screen at me. Philadelphia 76ers. Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're going to talk a lot about LeBron's future this hour, but you're a guy that played with Kevin Durant. And if you asked me two years ago, um, where would Kevin Durant be if he came to Golden State? I'm like, he's probably going to be a champion. Like, you're, you joined a 73-win team. You're probably going to be a champion. He's probably going to put up numbers. I've been surprised at how impactful Kevin Durant has been. He was the finals MVP for the second year in a row. He is not just a cog on this team. He is the driving force behind this team. You know, you can have the argument of, is it still Steph Curry's team? It probably is. But Kevin Durant is the alpha on this team right now. I didn't see that coming. I I didn't. I I didn't think that Durant would have this kind of impact on this Golden State team. I thought he he would, though. Okay. I I feel like the system was in place, but Kevin Durant's the weapon. Like He's the weapon in the half court. He's the only guy in the association that can offset LeBron James. They're a complete wash at that position. And when I said that, people jumped back like, what, what, what do you mean he's a wash with LeBron James? He's the only guy, when LeBron ran through the Eastern Conference, he outplayed two or three of the best players on the other team. You know, you saw that with Toronto. You saw that with Boston. You saw that with the Indiana Pacers. But when you play against the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Durant and LeBron James offset each other. Mm-hmm. Because if LeBron scored 35 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, guess what? Kevin Durant's going to do the same thing. He's the only guy in the association that can do that and go back at LeBron where LeBron's getting tired and fatigued on the defensive end, which we saw a lot in the finals. And there's a lot of switch outs, and that's why he was able to hit the daggers. You know where I go back and forth on on Durant is that, yeah, he, he, he's great, and this is all, you know, these are feathers in his cap. But I wonder, would he be here anyway if he stayed in Oklahoma City? Remember, people sometimes forget – the Thunder were 3-1 on Golden State, and the reason they weren't in the finals that year and probably not champions that year, a lot to do with Kevin Durant and how he played at the back end of that series. If he had played better, they probably would be at this point. Uh, you know, We'll get into LeBron, his reasons for leaving, but Kevin Durant, if he had stayed in Oklahoma City, would we, would we be here anyway? Would they be a two-time champion? Would they be you know, in that mix? I think, I think the OKC, the Oklahoma City Thunder, was the team of the new wave. They was the team that was going to be the next dynasty. They lost to the Miami Heat. It was the reason why I went there. It was the reason why other mm. older guys went there on the back end of their career. But when Kevin Durant got hurt and that he was hindered, and then that's when the development of those guys and the Splash Brothers and all that happened, LeBron, I'm going to say uh, Kevin Durant, was just in a, in a tough situation. And I felt like that was the last really go at it that they had in OKC when they lost that series 3-1. And he had to reevaluate the situation going forward. Like, look, I'm going to be judged by if I'm a champion. Let me go somewhere where I can be a champion right now 
he's going to get numbers for years to come. He's going to continue to preserve his career. But he was like, let me go somewhere where I can be a champion now. And I just didn't see that happening in OKC for him. How much credit do you give a guy like Steph Curry for deferring in the way he has the last couple of years? He's still putting up numbers. He's still succeeding. But Steph Curry is probably never going to be an MVP again because of the talent that is on that roster. How much credit do you give a guy uh, for, for deferring? And this, and this finals is a great example. I mean, Steph Curry easily could have been the finals MVP. He lost out uh, to, to Durant. He has never been a finals MVP. Do you give him credit for being willing to you know, check his ego at the door and, and, and allow Durant to just blossom? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I give, him, I give him credit for understanding the game of basketball, right? So if we go to the gym right now, all of us right now, me, my man, Chris, you got the ball, you hot. The the, the the game and the energy of the flow of the game says give Chris the ball. And that's how Kevin Durant is. The, every night he's a seven-footer with a unique scoring ability where he's a matchup problem. Now, look, Steph is going to be hot, cold sometimes, but he's still one of the best shooters of all time. So you, you play towards that. Kevin Durant is the mismatch every night. Mm-hmm. And it takes, like, like you said, to his credit, you have to be humble enough and you have to understand how to police yourself enough to say, look, I'm not going to just do my thing because I have this this problem on my team. Let's, let's go through him. Let's play through him. And that takes a big man to do that, and Steph is definitely that. My colleague over at Yahoo, Michael Lee, wrote about uh, Durant and um, – you know, this Golden State team and the impact it's had on the NBA. And the slant of the story was he asked Durant, do you think you've ruined, might be too strong a word, but do you think you've hurt the NBA by going to Golden State and creating this monopoly at the top, this one great super team at the top that not only has been dominant, winning three of the last four years, but probably projects, as we said, to winning uh, two, maybe three more championships. Uh, The question is, has Golden State hurt the NBA? What do you think about that? I mean, do the, have the Warriors had a negative impact on the NBA? Did, did LeBron and the Heat hurt the NBA? Mm. Not five, not six, not seven, not eight. I, I go back and forth on that, though, Karan, because I want to see you know a different team win like every year. Like I'm a big fan of the NFL like and the parity that the NFL often has. Well, I mean, look, compete. Yeah. Like, well, compete. Like, look. It's kind of hard when you, you, know, you got – they're Those guys over there, like look, how do you, how do you? Houston Rockets almost, yeah. Won. Houston Rockets almost did, but it, it, it's so top heavy, right? I mean, there's only like a handful of teams that could actually do it. Like as we sit here, like it's been about, like that though, Chris. It only been like realistically. We yeah. always say uh, the Los Angeles Clippers when Chris Paul's here, they're a championship contender yep. team. Come on, man, stop. Yeah. Come on, man. That's come on, kick rocks. Yeah. You, you knew what it was <laughs> like. You, you say it's only really three teams that can realistically pull it off, mm. and then everybody else. Praying to the basketball gods, to everybody, like all these things have to be perfect. Like yeah, but next last year, four years, this, Boston. Okay, I, I I believe I believe next year could be different, especially if LeBron James goes to Houston. If LeBron goes to Houston, all of a sudden Golden State has a dogfight in their hands in the Western Conference. That is a street fight. And if Boston is what we think they are, they come out of the East with all that talent in a style that seems to mesh playing against Golden State. Next year could be different, but these last four years which were preceded by four years of Miami being that great. I don't know. I mean, it's I don't like going into seasons thinking like, man, all right, the regular season will be fun, but the playoffs, we kind of know what's going to happen. Okay, so like in the, in the Eastern Conference right now, right, and I'm I'm alumni, I'm a, I'm a wizard guy, mm. but they're going to say, Bradley Bill and John Wall are ready. They reloaded. Yeah, they always say that. They, they, okay. They talk more about winning than they so are they win. contenders, though? No, they're not contenders. Okay, so even if they get off to a 12-2 run, 
And they're number one in the Eastern Conference. No. Not See what I'm saying? Yeah. Realistically, it's only two teams that can be contenders in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. That's it. Like, you fool yourself when you play into the headlines too much. Like, you already know what it is. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I, I wish wish it was a little bit more spaced out, a little more competition. I like the NFL style of it. All right, we're going to take a break. Karan Butler continues to be not just uh, one of the best hosts here on Fox, but the best booker here on Fox Sports Radio. He's got Dwayne Wade uh, joining the program. And the question we're going to put to Dwayne Wade, Karan brought this up um, a little bit before the show, is like, would Dwayne Wade have made a difference in the NBA Finals? Remember, Dwayne Wade was basically given away to Miami. They said to him, like, you know, you want to go back there? We'll trade you for, I think, a 2024 second-round pick. Tripping. Which is effectively given away. Would Dwayne Wade have made an impact? Did he think about that uh, during these finals? Plus, does Dwayne have any thoughts about LeBron James' future? We'll do that all that and more next. Chris and Karan here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Chris and Karan here, Fox Sports Radio. Show brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger. The ones who get it done. Crom Butler's like a electronics store uh, over here. <laughs> you know, he's sitting in front of his desk, and it's the first time I've done the show in studio with you. You got two cell phones going. You've got a cell phone charger on the side. You know, we got plugs here, right? Oh, we can. Oh. You don't think you? I don't think you need to. Uh, I don't think you need to have the extra charger in front of you. Seems unnecessary. No? I'm a creature of habit, creature, bro. I'm a creature of habit. Creature of habit there. We joined by Dwayne Wade in just a couple of minutes. He's going to give us a call. We'll talk to uh, another of Karan's uh, former teammates. You're just rolling. Uh, all your former teammates are rolling through at Karan. All the top guys. I mean, you're just, uh, as I said, you're also the best booker we have here on Fox Sports Radio. It's my guys, man. You know, look, whenever you can reach out to, you know, not just any one of your former teammates, but mm-hmm. my brother and future Hall of Famer, one of the best three two guards ever to play the game of basketball, and he make time for you, it's amazing. How did you know when it was time for you to go? Like that, it was over because you had some offers late in your later in your career. You probably could have kept going. You probably made a choice that you didn't have to. Hey, look, whenever you go to the basket and you know you, in, in your head you seeing one thing, you're jumping in the air and you're taking off in your head, but uh, everybody else seeing you like as close to the floor as possible, and this is not <laughs> this is not playing out the way that you see it. It's a wrap. I ran out of talent, man. Yeah. All my moves, I started running out of talent. I was like, yeah, it's about that time. Guys, the guy that still has a lot of talent is Dwayne Wade, uh, 15-year NBA veteran, all-star NBA champion, all-NBA guard. He joins us here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Dwayne's Chris Maddox, Rob Butler. What's up, man? What's up, guys? How y'all doing, man? Uh, I, called you, I called you a 15-year NBA veteran, Dwayne. Will you be a 16-year NBA veteran? <laughs> you just, you just going to jump right in. Yeah, huh? why not? Why not? I've known you a little bit. So. <laughs> Um, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Is it? For I, I'm, I'm laughing listening to Karan's story though. Before I got on about <laughs> running out of talent. Do you? Do you? Can, can you relate to that at this point? Oh, definitely. I definitely. It, listen, when I knew things were changing, it was at one point when I used to go baseline. All I needed was one dribble pass the bite, and I'm taking off. Then it went to like two dribbles. Then it went to like three. You know, it, it just started like everything starts changing. So yeah, it, I, I've definitely noticed a change over the years. Are you of the, of the mindset, Dwayne, and we can get off this right in a second, but are you of the mindset that it's kind of like the Miami Heat or bust for you, or is it is it deeper than that? Um, I mean, for me, you know, at this point, I mean, I, I would love to, you know, you know, if I decide to come back and play the game of basketball, I would love for it, obviously, to be in, in, in Miami, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy because in this league, you never know what happens. I never even thought I would ever leave Miami. You know, Karan knows that. I thought I would be here forever, but things happen, so... You know, at this point for me, man, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, contemplating on 
playing the game of basketball. And my, my only vision, as, as I say here today, is, you know, in a Miami uniform. Hey, I will tell you, brother, you know, take all the time you need to, you know, make that decision, man. You, you've done wonders with your career. You inspire so many like myself, and, you know, I'm so proud of you. But just to pivot away from that for a second, you know, what makes the most sense going forward? You know, I know you're very close with LeBron. You played with him, won championships with him. Like, what scenario you think makes the most sense for him going forward? I don't. Uh, for me, I mean, I don't think it's a basketball thing. I mean, obviously, he's shown this year he could get to the finals. <laughs> you know, no matter what the circumstances are. You know, um, I don't. I don't really think for him the, the basketball decision of saying, "Oh, let me go team up with three all stars." And I, I don't think. I think at this point in his life, it's more so of a, of a lifestyle thing of a, you know where my family going to be the most comfortable, where I'm going to be the happiest at. Um, because basketball wise, he's so great, he can bring along and take along whoever. This this thing, you know, look, speaking of family, you talked about it a little bit with LeBron making his decision going forward, and you got a son, Zaire, who's a hooper. Just tell me, like, what, what similarities you see with him and your game and, you know, how proud you are of your son. Man, I'm, you know, CB, man, I'm very, very proud of that guy, man. I just, you know, just being a dad and, like, you just want to see your kids, you know, something that they love. You want to see them give everything to it. And as my son, he's 16 years old now, and, I'm just watching him give everything to it, man. And for me, that's enough. You know, I, I'm just enjoying being able to go on official college visits with him and, you know, and things of that nature. So, you know, the one thing he has that I have is, and he has it better than me because he's got it at a younger age, is his vision. His vision is, is special. It's real special. That's, that's that's a heck of a compliment right there, man. Yeah, it's special, bro. I see it. I seen it in third grade. I was. It was crazy. Me and LeBron went to Zaire's first game out here in Miami. When he moved here, and I got cut him, and he got in, came off the bench, got in, got the ball. Someone took it out and threw it to him at half court. He made a no look pass to a big underneath the rim in third grade. I said, "Oh, he got it. He just got to, he got to put everything else with it now." Yeah, he got a good feel, and he's a lefty. And he's a lefty, yeah. What look? look you talk about? I know you, you know, you guys formed the Heatles uh, back in 2010, and you see what the Warriors are doing right now. And me and Chris was just debating about it. Do you think that the Warriors are bad for basketball? Because I felt like the Heatles was everything for the game of basketball. Uh, it's not bad for basketball, first of all. It, it cannot be bad for basketball when you got the individuals that they have on their team. None of them guys are getting in trouble. None of them guys. Man, they, they, they enjoy the game of basketball. They play an exciting brand of basketball. They're the most popular players, most popular team in the world. Um, it can't be bad for basketball. Now, from a standpoint of people wanting to see, you know, someone else in the finals or they want to see, you know, their fa- other favorite players in the finals, I mean, that's a little different. So you got to put together a team that can beat them. So uh, it's for me, man, I've been on the team that, you know, we went to the finals four years in a row, but we was beat twice out of those four years. And it was it was good for the game. You know, the game was exploding and explosive. And we was a part of it. So our game ain't slowing down. So that means they're doing something good. Can I just ask out of pure curiosity, has there ever been like in your backyard of LeBron's like a two on two with your kids, <laughs> you and your son and LeBron and his? No. Oh. <laughs> no, it hasn't okay. been. Nope. <laughs> just, just, okay, I just thought, when you started talking about that, just ran it across my mind. So you're trying to see that action now. You're I'm trying to see it. Just, you start to see D Wade and, and, and Zaire against Bron and, and Bronny, huh? I mean, I wonder if there's like a cell phone video of it somewhere because I want that hey, video. Listen, listen, I'm going to have to rely on Zaire in, in that matchup. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, you, um, you, you started the season in Cleveland. As, as these playoffs have played out, 
did it cross your mind at all, like, what could have been if you stuck around? Now, there were obvious reasons for making the moves that they did and, and worked out for you well in Miami, but as this postseason played out, did, did you think about it much, about what might have happened if you had stayed on that team? Well, it definitely crossed my mind because, you know, I signed to Cleveland for that, that exact reason, to compete in the, in the championship. I didn't sign to Cleveland for 82 games in the, in the regular season. Mm. I signed to them so I can be there in the playoffs and, and you know, and be a part of the, of the winning of the success and, you know, and trying to take down, you know, the, the, one of the greatest teams of all time. I wanted to be a part of that. So it definitely, you know, uh, crossed my mind. I thought the team that we had, we went through rough stresses, but for the players that we had, I thought we had guys that was, would have been big in the playoff moments. But, you know, things happen the way they happen for everyone, and everyone, you know, end up getting, you know, Jay Crowder got the best out of it with Utah, and Isaiah went to L.A. and had fun and, you know, got his confidence back, and I came to Miami. So everything happened great for the guys that left, but from the, from the reason I was there, I was there for that moment. So uh, I definitely thought, that, you know, it could have made a, a difference, but, hey, did, did it make it hard to watch in those finals? I mean, I know you've won championships in the past, but seeing you know what LeBron was going through, um, and and also them going with a really short bench, you know, in this playoffs, not playing a lot of guys. Did it? I mean, how did you react to that? Short? No, uh, it didn't. It didn't make it hard. It didn't make it hard at all. I mean, they they traded me. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I, I got traded. Uh, you know, it didn't make it hard at all. No. Uh, I mean, I you know, it's my that's my guy. He's one of my best friends. You know, and in this game of basketball. Um, and, you know, I, I knew he was up against a tough task. No matter who was on his team, you know, you're playing against some amazing talent over there at Golden State, man. And those guys, it seems like from afar that they get it, you know. Like people want them to get tired of each other and hopefully break it up. It seemed like they, they just get it and they okay with, you know, with getting less shots or they okay with taking less money here and there because they love, you know, winning. And, you know, he was up against a tough task. And, uh, he, you know, him – you know, and his team, they even, you know what, guys gave the guys a lot of slack, but, you know, it was a couple of those games where the, his teammates did their job. They did what they supposed to do, like especially game one. You know, everybody played their role. It just so happened that they didn't win that game, you know, for, for more than one reason. Uh, but, you know what, they, Kevin Kevin Love had a great playoff, mm-hmm. you know, run. So they just played against a team that they just, that no one can, no one can beat, you know, mm-hmm. right now. Those Golden State guys, Dwayne, talked about the, the the challenges of this season, about getting kind of motivated throughout this season. Yeah. Uh, is that something that you can relate to as, as someone that played in, in, in you know those three or four years uh, with the, that team in Miami? One hundred percent. I say our last year, our fourth year going to the finals, that was a terrible season for us, man. I mean, you know, all, obviously all stories don't come out, you know, with a team, but we had a lot of issues, and a lot of it was, you know, some of it was was to trying to motivate guys. Some of us were trying to keep, you know, everyone understanding the reason we all got together. And, you know, but, you know, guys start complaining a little bit. You know, your jokes ain't as funny no more. You've been around <laughs> each other every day. You know, things change, man. And and it kind of, that last year, I kind of, you know, wasn't surprised that everything, you know, that Brian went his separate way and we kind of split. It wasn't, you know, bad blood between us. It was just more so, it just, it wasn't what it was put together to be anymore overall and it needed to change and i think everybody's kind of waiting for that to happen for them and it will get tougher you know that's why it hasn't been many three peaks in this game because it is it is tough to to come back next year and act like you just didn't win two championships in a row you know it is tough last question for me i i I, during the finals one of the more interesting comments that were made was from rodney hood and he talked about just kind of the shock the culture shock of playing alongside lebron and in that mm-hmm. atmosphere where you kind of live and die 
with every single game in a way that he never did before. And he talked about how hard that was uh, to adjust to. I mean, is is that something you can understand? I mean, not you're on a different level, obviously, than a Rodney Hood, but but a young player having a hard time Wait. adjusting that. How, how do you, can you understand that? Oh, one hundred percent, man. Um, and it's more so like this. I was having this conversation with someone, and I was telling them the thing is. If LeBron passes you the ball and you miss three open shots, the weight of the world is on your shoulders. If you're on another team, Steph Curry went 0 for 9 before he hit a three. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't stop. He didn't care. If you're on another team and you miss an open shot, you're not thinking about it the same as when LeBron James passed you the ball and you miss three open shots. Is it something about playing with him? It's something about, you know, like when you're playing with him, everyone feels like a star, right? You travel the world, you're a star. And you have to play that way. He expects you to make those shots, and you feel that pressure when it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be that kind of pressure, but it is. It's just pressure by playing with someone so great. And, you know, when I was in Cleveland, it's a lot of noise around it. It's not just a basketball team. It's a lot of uh, noise around everything that they do. Someone got a cough, a, you know, a cold, or someone had looked at each other the wrong way. It's a conversation. It's on ESPN. It's on all the social media. So, no, everyone can't take it. Everyone's not built to take that. And it's hard for guys like Rodney Hood has never been in that situation where when he really, really mattered from that standpoint, like like in a LeBron sense, and trying to come in and throw it right in the fire with 20 games and say, go be great. He's never done it before. So it's hard to expect him to just go out there and do it. Yeah, that's well said, bro. Well said. Hey, look, I can't wait till you come back out here on the Western region and we sit down and have that dinner and we talk about your future, man, and, and, and what you're going to do next, man. But it's been remarkable watching you over these years. Just want to say we're proud of you. I'm extremely proud of you, and, you know, um, best luck going forward, man. A true friend, bro. I love you. Hey, you know I love you, bro, and uh, dinner going to be on you this year, all right? So, uh, <laughs> hey, how about, how about, hey, guys, it, it can be on me if you agree to text me afterwards if you would decide. Like, don't text Woj. Like, text me. I'm going to tell you right to... now. Hey, look, hey, D, I'm going to tell you right now, man. I'm retired, man, so I can eat. <laughs> I can eat now, man. I can eat. I'll tell you, two plates. <laughs> hey, it's going to be the wine bill that's going to cost a lot. <laughs> hey, Dwayne, we appreciate the time. I know you're busy, man. Thanks for joining us. Oh, man, anytime, man. Love. Thanks, man. Love you, boy. Love, boy. That's Dwayne Wade, the uh, Miami Heat guard. Maybe coming back. Can we, like, tweet that out? Maybe coming back for a 16th season. I hope not, so. Not really. I think he should. You know, Dwayne Wade, and, and we didn't have time to get this with him, like, one thing you, you kind of discovered with Wade this year is that he can be a terrific six man. Like, I, I don't know if that's what he wants from his career, and, and you could speak to this more than I could about, you know, starters, and especially a guy on Dwayne's level going uh, to a sixth man role. It's got to be hard, you know, for a guy that's played a certain way for most of his career. But what I saw from him this year is that there's more than enough left in the tank, physically, skill-wise, for him to be a sixth man for two, three more years if he wants to. Easy. Easy. And especially in that climate, in the Miami Heat climate, and that weather, uh, he understands the game. He understands exactly what's needed and wanted uh, from him at that position and in that role. And, you know, he understands where he's at in his, in his career. You, you, you heard him. You know, look, I t- you take the baseline, obviously he was flash. And then, you know, it was two dribbles, and I had to, you know, gather myself. <laughs> and then now he's to a point like, look, you know, I'm, I'm leading these guys. I'm, I'm still getting paid handsomely. And, you know, he's a guy that will have a statue in front of uh, that arena when it's all said and done, one of the best players ever to play. So it's, it's, it's remarkable to have that choice. And a lot of people can't make that transition. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't 
you know, do less or whatever. So it's just remarkable watching him over the years. No question. So we know what Dwayne Wade may or may not do next year. We want to get into what LeBron may do next year and where might he go and what is the best fit for LeBron James. First, let's check in with Ilo, see what's going on up there. What's up, Ilo? Bonjour, Chris and Karan. Let's start in Paris with Rafael Nadal, serving on championship point of the French Open men's final against Austria's Dominic team. He serves out to the team backhand. Down the line! It is long from a Dominic team! Nadal raises his arms in triumph! Rafa, the incomparable in Paris... He crushes Dominic team and 11th Roland Garros title. Peter Marcato, the call on Radio Roland Garros as Nadal won it in straight sets 6-4-6-3-6-2. We've got some NFL news today. Seattle Seahawks safety Earl Thomas tweeted this morning that he will not be attending their upcoming minicamp or any team activities until his contract situation is resolved. Thomas said, quote, I want everyone, especially the 12s, to know that I want to remain a Seahawk for the rest of my career, but I also believe that based on my production over the last eight years that I've earned the right to have this taken care of as soon as possible, unquote. Chris and Karan, back to you. It's Chris and Karan, Fox Sports Radio. Chris Mannix, Karan Butler. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, so Karan, we've got three weeks now until free agency officially opens, and this could be one of the wilder free agencies that we've seen in a while. We'll get to LeBron in a minute, but you've got Paul George on the free agent market. Oklahoma City making a hard push to try to bring him back to play alongside Russell Westbrook. You've got DeMarcus Cousins out there, one of the more uh, interesting free agents in the sense that I don't know what he's worth coming off the Achilles injury uh, that he suffered midseason. Then, of course, you've got LeBron James, who could change the entire dynamic of the NBA based on his decision. He goes to Los Angeles with a Paul George. Suddenly, the Lakers are a contender. He goes to Houston, a 65-win team with two elite players All of a sudden, you have to say the Rockets are the favorite uh, to win the NBA championship. So LeBron James can shake everything up in the NBA in the next couple of weeks. Don't he always? Yeah, he always does. He did. Look, he did it. He went to Miami. And hey, look, the Miami Heat, champions. Then he went back to Cleveland. Champions. And wherever he goes next, I think they're going to be a champion. Yeah. At some point. What's the best basketball fit? I mean, we nobody can get inside LeBron's head. Because he, he, and there's a lot of things. You and Dwayne talked about the family part of it. And that's clearly something that's going to be impactful for LeBron because his wife is from Akron. His son is a teenager now and is pretty entrenched in the system up there. But basketball-wise, can you see a team that you're like, all right, that makes the most sense? I can go from the most to the least most. Okay. Yeah, I, the, the, the team that make the most sense in the Eastern Conference will have to be Philadelphia, preserving your career, playing alongside Ben Simmons and those guys, adding some shooters. Boston Celtics. Getting rid of Gordon Hayward and another piece, and then adding him. I think he and Kyrie can play together again. Yeah, they 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 know what to do with each other. Not not talk. (laughs) (laughs) Just win. Just 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 win. I don't I don't think Kyrie wants to play with him again. That's you just said basketball wise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying relationships and all that. Okay. So we got Philly. We got Boston. And then going west. Hold on. Let me ask you about Philly quickly. You you think Philly makes basketball? This has been the, the the debate that LeBron and Ben Simmons 
kind of too similar in the way they play, and that a LeBron presence might be a negative for Ben Simmons because he wanted the ball in his hands as much with LeBron there. You could preserve his career. And who's the who's the president of uh, the 76ers? Uh, Scott. The... Well, the general manager. Oh, nobody now? Exactly. No, oh, so you wanna, oh, you're the GM too? <laughs> there, okay, sweet. All right. You, you can see where I'm going with this. Yeah. It Rich, all makes Rich Paul. Rich Paul is GM. He can there, run there. he can run the whole We've show. We've seen agents do it before. Rob Palenka is a GM. Bob Myers is a GM. That's what I'm saying. He, right. he can run the whole it makes That's sense. Yeah. He he can run the whole show. Now, and then from the Western Conference, you got you can go to Golden State. He's meeting with them. That would just be oh, that would just be crazy. That's insane. And then you look you at the Houston that. Rockets. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! Like this, this is why it makes so much sense because I remember Carmelo's free agency, and we was like, "Yo, Chicago Bulls makes the most sense." Mm-hmm. There, Houston, from basketball standpoint, he didn't go to either. Obviously, he chose the money. We stayed in uh, with the Knicks, and I don't blame him. And you know, it was a great situation. It was a great decision at the time. You know, you, yeah, because he's gonna get twenty eight million dollars this year because of that decision. Because of that decision, and on, he on never, the back end, yeah, on the back end, and he never. If Carmelo was a free agent right now, five million, ten million. That's an extra eighteen million dollars plus that he's tacking onto his uh, his life in in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, goes a long way. And you you can't spend too much money uh, at you, Walmart. You know that. You know, yeah, you Bricktown know, doesn't cost it, that. Yeah, much. Bricktown don't cost that much. Yeah, you you're living. You're in a heck of a bar town, Bricktown, for twenty eight million dollars. And that's the only other team, Rockets. Uh yeah. I mean, the Golden State stuff is so. I mean, but just imagine would he if ever, he would did he ever that. do that? Like, would he ever? I mean, I never. In a thousand years, thought that he would go to Miami mm. and that team would be assembled, and then it happened. I never thought that he'd go back to Cleveland after seeing the burning of the jerseys and the Dan Gilbert statement. I was like, even if he wanted to go back, Dan Gilbert wrote that letter. I was like, oh, if he just didn't write that letter, that he'd go back. Yep. And then it happened. So now, I I don't know anything can happen if. Let me ask you this: If for goal, like, and I have this argument about Boston because of what they'd have to do to their team to get LeBron there, because LeBron's made it pretty clear he's not going for like twelve million, fourteen million. You're giving him the full ride, which is thirty five, thirty six million for a player with his uh, years of service. If it means for Golden State, three of the last four championships, back to back champion, the favorite going into next season. If it means for them losing Thompson and Green for LeBron, do you, do you still bring in LeBron for LeBron? James? Yes. Stop it. Oh, oh, good. I'm glad because I don't think so. And if I'm Boston, if I don't deal Kyrie and Al Horford for him. You you need to go on Arbit and do a poll <laughs> right now or do just put that tweet out. We say, can put it on Twitter. What would you do? Are we recording this? We are. Yeah. What yeah. would you and do? And it's on video. So. All right, look. LeBron James or Clay and Draymond. Why are you looking into the camera? Because that's what LeBron James or Clay and Draymond. Can I Who, just... Can I quickly make my case? No, you know, let's do it after the break. I'm going to make my case here about why you don't do it. We can have this fight. Why? Because chemistry? No, it's more than that. It is a little bit of chemistry, but it's more than that. And we'll talk about that next. Chris and Karan here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, ain't nothing changed but my lamp. It's the same on the blimp. You done? It's it's Chris. Uh, Take that. Take that. Chris and Grant here on Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, so we put the Twitter poll up. It's on the Fox Sports Radio account. Question is, let me pull this up right now. Basically, if you could get LeBron James, 
but it's going to cost you Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Do you do it? Now, Karan Butler, my co-host here, he says, no-brainer. Of course you do it. Get LeBron James in the mix. LeBron, KD, Steph Curry, nobody's beating you. But my problem is nobody's beaten them anyway. Nobody's beaten them the last two seasons. And here's the big number with LeBron James. Not his points, rebounds, assists, age. 33 years old. Be 34 in December. Now, LeBron looks indefatigable. He looks like he can play forever. But you're asking a team that has proven it can beat anybody, that has been a champion three of the last four years, that has a bunch of guys in their late 20s, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, late 20s. You're telling them you're going to take them off the team for a 33-year-old LeBron James. Now, if this was four years ago and LeBron was trying to leave Miami, I would break up any team in the league to go and get him <laughs> because he was 29 years old and in just entering kind of the peak of his powers. Now, I believe LeBron's going to play at a high level until he's 35, 36, 37. But I wouldn't break up a team that is this good to go get a guy that's going to be 34 years old this year. I just wouldn't do it. How old is Clay Thompson? Uh, I think he's 29, I want to say. How old is Draymond? I think he's also 29. It is, they're, they're, they're no more than 30. There's nobody on that team older than 30. Yeah, so they're all 29, right? KD, all of them. KD's so, turned 30, yeah. So look, LeBron's th- 33. Yeah, and everybody always said, "Man, LeBron's going to play another five, six years, and he want to play with Bronny one day in the NBA." And yep, he never had an injury. And what? Okay, yeah. so yeah, 28, 28 for Draymond, twenty nine for Kevin Durant. Steph Curry's the uh, old beard uh, in that group at uh, thirty years old. Yeah, look, he's different. Like he's, he's point more of the story, man. Look, if you got a chance to preserve somebody's career as great as LeBron is. And you're going to get another four amazing years. But I'm just thinking about, you know, sales and just what you can bring to that city. I mean, obviously you win the championships, but you don't even bring even – it's going to be more of an attraction. You need more? Like, you need to be more of an attraction? Everybody always need more. You ever see the the, the, the Wall Street? Yeah, great is good. How many yachts can you jet ski behind? I get that. More. Yes. How much is enough? More. Look (laughs) – they're opening a new building in 2019. More that LeBron would help sell seats in that one. That's you for need sure. more. You got what? There's no more than they can get. They're at the apex. All right. So you said, look, they three. They went to three finals in the last four years. Yes. And you, and, and, and you heard Dwayne say, look, three Pete. Look, it was tough for us to do that. You know, um, yeah, we're going to be struggling. You're going to have to have a younger bench. You're going to have to have different things on the bench in order to be enthused every day. With LeBron James coming there, that's more. You will be enthused. You'll hey, be that's excited. A, that's the best point in all this. Like, if you bring in LeBron, it shakes up the dynamic. It just it, it destroys the monotony. So you're going to be able to be fresher, more motivated going into the season. You feel me now? I, no, I agree with part of your point. <laughs> I agree with a small part of your point there. The greater part of it is that I'm looking at the ages of these guys. This team could be great for the next four years. They've got three championships in four years. On paper, they're the favorite the next four years. I take that back because Boston's going to win the championship next year. That's a lock. But the next four years, they could be two-time champion, three-time champion. They're already on that level. Show me your Celtics tattoo. I don't have any tattoo. It's, on my, it's, on my, <laughs> it's actually on my back. I put it on the lower back there. It's, yeah. That's what I do. It's my LeBron, LeBron is going to be amazing for the next four years. You're sure. Four years. 38 I, years old. At 38 years old, LeBron will still be 
a high-level player. Isn't there a cliff he has to fall off at some point? The guy's led the league in minutes for the last two seasons. He's going to – look, so the cliff that he falls off, right, you're talking about LeBron James yes. what he's been able to do in this playoff run, and now you play, you put him around more talent. Say he goes to Houston. Say he goes to the Lakers with young talent. Guys, that's versatile. That can do so many things. Say if he go to the Warriors where he has three, four guys and then they surround him with shooters. He's going to be preserved for years. Look, a bad season for LeBron, but a great season for anyone else. They'll be in the MVP discussion. Mm-hmm. Say he averaged 24, 8, and 8. Yeah. Great. Come on, come, come on, man. Great season, but do you break up a team that is already great for that reason? Look, if it was a KD situation where it's like, we can take you onto this team and, and, and incorporate you, absolutely, you do it. You, you, you figure everything out along the way. But if you have to remove two core players, great players, guys that could be franchise players on other teams, I don't do it. And it's not just uh, Golden State. I wouldn't do it if I was Boston either. I wouldn't change that team significantly because Boston not only is equipped to win this year, the core of their team, the young guys, are 21 and 20 respectively. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, that's a team that's built to win for 10 years. Who 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 is franchise players anywhere else? Clay, Clay in um, Clay Dray- could be Draymond. Not Draymond, no. He's more. Of a and player. I love Draymond game, and I love yeah, Clay not game, a friend. Yeah. But yeah. Clay could be Clay could give me twenty five point per game score. He could be a franchise player. And well, like, I mean, it depends how you define franchise player, right? Like, there's probably like three real franchise players. See, if it's not no real definitive answer, when you can just say he's a, that and he's that, when you got to explain it. You think that's a no go. You think LeBron, KD, and Steph worked would work together perfectly. You think that that group would be basketball wise. We talked about the basketball conversation that's earlier. Because they're all unselfish superstars. Like you see it in their play. LeBron would let Le, he would let Kyrie do his thing. Mm-hmm. Steph would let KD be the dominant ISO player in the half court and be the weapon that the Warriors need. Or KD would do the same thing for Steph. Or he'd defer to LeBron. Like they have those personalities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like basketball is a reflection of life. They they the same way off the court. These guys are uh impactful in communities. They 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 mean they walk that walk, they talk that talk. They they're champions on and off the court. I feel like it'll work. Okay, well you're crazy. And uh crazy in love <laughs> crazy. with the game. <laughs> The game. <laughs> we'll put, we have this out to our Twitter followers out there. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Chris and Karan. But I want to get some phone calls on this, too, as well. 877-996-6369 is the number. 877-996-6369. Do you take on LeBron James if it means losing Clay Thompson and Draymond Green? Karan says, yes, I say no. Talk about it. Top of the hour. Chris and Karan, Fox Sports. Ready to go because you and I, we've been doing the show for a little while now. We are both basketball guys. You know, you played in the league for a long time. I covered the league uh, for a while. We agree on a lot of stuff. Like, you know, there's there's a shared opinion on a lot of stuff. I'm glad that we're here right now disagreeing vigorously on one of the bigger stories uh, that's being talked about in sports. LeBron James is going to be a free agent this summer. And it has been speculated, talked about. Stephen A. Smith, I think, was the first one to put that out there. Or Chris Haynes actually said something on the lines of, LeBron would be interested in uh, Golden State. Anyway, James to the Warriors this offseason. Unlikely. I think we both can agree, pretty unlikely to actually happen. But the idea that it could happen, I think it's nonsense. Because to get LeBron James, you couldn't just do what you did with Kevin Durant. You can't just sign him and tell some role players to go away. You would have to get rid of, most likely, you know, the salary cap gymnastics of it, 
are, uh, are easy to figure out. But most likely, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Two key players under the age of 30 in what they've built in Golden State. A dynasty that they've put together that should be the favorite or the co-favorite for the next four years. You would have to dismantle that the core of that team to bring in LeBron James, who is still the best player in basketball, but is 33 years old. Going to be 34 years old in the middle of next season. I know Karan, he looks like he can play forever, but he can't. I wouldn't break up that team to bring in 34-year-old LeBron James. Tell me why I'm wrong. Are you finished or are you done? I'm done. I'm on my soapbox. I think it's still here. Where is it? Is it under the desk? All right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Listen, LeBron James, future Hall of Famer, uh, perennial all-star. He is the needle mover of the association. He is the face of the association. He is a guy in year 15, uh, no injuries, uh, no signs of declining, still playing at the highest of high levels. You add him, look, and, and, and arguably one of the best players, if not the best player ever to play the game of mm-hmm. basketball all the way around. And you have a chance to get him still with, you know, three to four years at a high level for a trade of obviously one of the best shooters of our generation and then a really good player. One of the best defensive players of the last 10 years as well. And a guy that fits what they do. Ball handling, power forward, shot creator. Fits in well alongside this 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 team. Chris, are you listening to what you're I'm saying? I'm listening. I'm... He's a guy that fits into what we do. A shot creator. What is LeBron? He is all things. He's all things. I agree. And if it was just as simple, Karan, as taking on LeBron James, I say go ahead and do it. But why do you break up a team that just beat LeBron in four games? Why do you break up that team? I'm just saying. If you're able to get that type of asset for giving up, it is a lot. But I think it it weighs out in your favor when you take on a guy like LeBron James with that miss. You can't say with absolute certainty that LeBron, KD, and Steph Curry are going to work out together. You can't say that because you don't know. You haven't seen them play together. Who knows how it would work out? How many of us thought that Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, and Kobe were going to be great together when they teamed up in Los Angeles? You that thought that dude, would work? I thought it might work. It was absolutely not. You thought? Oh, come on. You thought that was going to be the biggest the debacle that it turned out to be? Yes. Really? Okay. Well, I stand corrected. I thought I was at Sports Illustrated at the time when they put them on the cover saying this is going to be fun. You know, Dwight and, uh, and Steve Nash. It'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Fun to watch decline. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch decline. Like the personalities, nothing mesh, but like it's different when you look at Steph, when you look at LeBron, when you look at KD. I said, like, look, these guys' personalities mesh well with one another, Mm -hmm. and all their games complement one another. LeBron can beat you from all facets and all areas of the game. KD can do all things, but he's uh, traditionally an isolation player at the logos, pinch post, elbow. You see him dominating that region. And then Steph is a guy that can do all things off the dribble on the perimeter. You cannot load up. So they all have the necessary real estate to operate. And then you could plug Chris Mannix out there oh, I'd to, love to, get to knock down open shots. Oh, I'd love to get a ring. Me, you, like, bro, you could put, any th- put anything out there. Anything. You could hold, like, invincible-style tryouts out there. Like, who wants to be a warrior? You can make a TV show out this thing. Who wants to be a warrior and win their next ring? Make a couple of bucks off that. I don't disagree with the idea that LeBron going to Golden State and and 
playing with Steph and KD, they win the championship next year. But what I do think is that you tighten the window a little bit. Because I think this is where you and I kind of disagree. I think LeBron, next year, maybe the year after, still unstoppable, still a force. But you get into age 36, and even as great as LeBron is, is he still going to be that type of player? So if you add LeBron and you take Clay and Draymond off, I think it shortens your potential window for championships. It might be two or three years, whereas with this group, four or five, given the age of them, I think that's the, the biggest issue for me. Isn't the window already shortening because people are always saying the championship jinx and all that stuff like, look, look, they're not going to be motivated next year. Yeah, that's they're, a real concern. You know, yeah, that's a real concern. You heard Dwayne Wade talk about it, one of the best two guards ever to play this game of basketball. Look, we had problems in Miami where, you know, we had to re-energize, re-motivate ourselves, where you get tired of the same old, same old, you know – the personnel, you know the jokes, you know the like you have to try to reinvent yourself. This is the reinvent yourself. Adding a guy like LeBron James. Obviously you're gonna lose, you know, lose something huge. Uh, a huge identity of that ball club and that organization. But going forward, LeBron James is gonna be special for another three years. And he's still motivated in his drive and he's trying to ring chase. He's chasing ghosts. And that's his opportunity where now he's what, three and six in the finals? Mm-hmm. He has an opportunity to break even. Going hard for the next three, four years, being in that situation, going to be on that stage, pretty sure he could clean up uh, another two at least. Now you're talking about being five and, 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 and ten in that situation, five and nine in that situation. Like, look, it, it, it helps his, his margin. It strengthens his argument as being one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player ever. Like, he's motivated by that. Like, he's going to put himself in a situation to be special. Like, I'm looking at all those things. I'm not just looking at, oh, my God, the Warriors just won. It's going to be bad if you break up that team. It's a bigger, bigger picture than that. It's layers to this. You know what would be great to talk to you about this is uh, Tommy Heinsohn out in Boston. Tommy Heinsohn, in addition to being uh, you know, a great broadcaster, Hall of Famer, uh, coach, also was a player on those Celtics teams in the 50s and 60s. I know it's a different era. But they rattled off, what, five championships in six years, ten, you know, the, all the numbers they, they put up. I wonder how hard it was back then to do what you're talking about now, to stay motivated. Because you're right, this year, Golden State, incredibly difficult. We had Dwayne Wade on the program a little bit early. He talked about year four in Miami being incredibly difficult. It, it, it's a fair point that this the core of this team staying together, how do you get them up and into this every single game? I think an easier thing to do is revamp the bench a little bit. Because you bring in more guys that are hungry. You bring in, Karan, for example, the 2018 version of David West. A guy that had spent so many years chasing championships. Had been to the cusp of uh, of the finals before. A guy that's motivated to win. You bring in guys like that that are hungry. I think even if they're just bench guys, that's going to help your team. It's going to juice them up a little bit during these dog days of the season. Yeah, I, def- I definitely believe that they're going to do that. You know, from six on down or seven on down, you're going to see that. You're going to see different faces down there at the end of that bench. You're going to see guys that's motivated, mm-hmm. that's going to, you know, push that 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 starting core, that starting nucleus to, uh, you know, excel and go forward. You know, and 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 I want to I want to say this to all the listeners because they're going to be like, why why would you break up the Golden State Warriors? Look, yeah, we're just look. This is all we're doing. LeBron has to land somewhere, and we're talking about all scenarios. And because I want to keep the Golden State Warriors at the topic of, of, of everything, at the forefront, because they are the champions, we have to talk about them. Otherwise, we're going to just be talking about LeBron, and we're going to just like disregard the fact that the Warriors just won a championship. 
You get what I'm saying? Is that not if so? We got to talk about if this. LeBron goes to Golden State. Is that? I mean, how does? How would you perceive him doing that? Everybody's gonna be like, "Yeah, that's great. LeBron's gonna be the goat. He's gonna be great." Whereas with KD, I don't. I wouldn't. He does. I would He's a snake. Why would he do this? Why would he do that? Like, come on, man. Like, come on. LeBron is the originator of the original. Like, he started the, the you know, look, I'm about to go and join the super team, mm-hmm. play with four Hall of Famers, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, uh, Ray Allen. Uh, you got Shane Battier and and, and, and and all those, Mike Miller, those, those count for an all-star together. Like, those guys. Like, come on, man. Like, he started it. I wouldn't fault LeBron for going to another team. Like, going to Houston, which is a, a super team in its own right. 65 wins. Uh, on the brink of beating Golden State before the Chris Paul injury. LeBron goes there. I don't have any issue. It's the super team era, Karan. LeBron is championship-driven. He's at the stage of his career. He's got to start thinking about um, the end of it at some point. I wouldn't fault him at all for going to the Houston Rockets, but going to Golden State, if, if that was ever on the table, that's just one bridge too far for me. That is just that is more worse ring chasing than KD did. That, that's just worse. It is. It's, you still got to win, like, like you said. How, how will we know that that will work? So now you're gonna help me with my argument that he, I no, said. I'm, go I'm ahead and say it. Go ahead, go ahead. Say what you, you wanted know, to say. I was gonna say, like, he, you know, would be even better is if he took like the five million exception, the eight million exception, <laughs> and goes there, and, and they don't have to break up anybody. He just signs there for. Ooh. <laughs> now what would that be like? Just scrap the season. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just don't do it. See what I'm saying? Just don't do it. Just, but, look, just, we ain't gotta get rid of nobody. I'm just gonna join for the, you know, for the five. Yeah. He calls Nike. And say, what can can you make up the difference? Can you, can Absolutely, you take care of that. Yeah, we we, we got you, LeBron. All right, all right. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine is the phone number. Eight seven seven nine on Fox. We will get to your phone calls when we come back from the break. Do you think if you're Golden State, would you? I guess is the best way to put it. Would you break up your team, get rid of Clay Thompson and Draymond Green? If it meant you could bring in LeBron James next year, it's our Twitter poll up. It's on the Fox Sports Radio uh, Twitter account. You can check it out too. At Chris Mannix YS, that's me. At Real Tough Juice, uh, that's LeBron James. And call in, 877-9-ON-FOX. It's Chris and Karan here. It's Chris and Karan here, Fox Sports Radio. The show brought to you by Lowe's. Pro customers at Lowe's save 5% on every purchase every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. That's 5% on all purchases in-store or online. Subject to credit approval, U.S. only. All right, we're going back and forth with LeBron James's future, specifically as it comes to the Golden State Warriors. The question we tossed up on the uh, Twitter account is, if you're Golden State and LeBron says, you know what, I'll play there, but what it's going to cost you financially is Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Do you do it? Check us out on the Twitter account. Give us a call, 877-99-ON-FOX. Uh, Eric in Kalamazoo, you're up first. Hey, Eric. Hello there. Good afternoon, Chris and Karan. What's going on, Karan? You know I like hearing you on the air. You bring some sense to the situation. Um, I got a question about that charging call that happened in game one first before I go to talk about LeBron should join them. I had a problem with that call. I felt it changed everything. And with LeBron, he doesn't have to go anywhere. I think that by him being injured, he was able to engage that team, size them up, and the competitor that I see in him, he would regroup and come back to beat that team. I mean, joining the team is cool. Beating the team is a lot better. It's almost equivalent to if there's a team out at, at recreation that stays on the floor that's beating everybody. Usually the people on the side put together a team to eventually beat that team on the floor. 
Uh, I wanted to just speak of that, Karan. I know you know what I'm saying with that team that's there on the floor that's running everything, and the people on the side say, wait a minute, we got to get them off of here. Well, to that point, Karan, can Golden, if LeBron went back to Cleveland, can they compete? Is that a team that you think can compete at a high, the highest level next year? Look, you, you, and that was a great question and a great call in. Uh, appreciate that. And look, that charge call, it, 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 it the overturning of the call, it, it was the right call once it was overturned, but that's was that's you wasn't looking for that. You was looking to see was he outside the restricted area, which he was, and then it came it led to something else. So it that was just a bad situation. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some rules and regulation uh surrounding that going forward. Um however, you look at the team and and he made an excellent point where if you're at a gym and somebody's running the court, you wanna be the guy to, to assemble the talent. Mm-hmm. to knock that team off that's running the court. Like, that's six, five, six games at the rec center. You're like, man, come on, bro. Like, we got to get somebody together to get these dudes to knock them out, and then you got bragging rights, and then you feel some type of way about yourself going forward. Now, they may run off five, six games, but that one win, when you knock them off, that's going to be a big moment. So I think LeBron is looking for that big moment. He's looking for a team that he can, you know, join, hold hands with, and, and knock off that, that big giant because that's going to mean a lot for his legacy because when you talk about his legacy, you're going to talk about Steph Curry that got three rings, like took three rings from him. KD took three rings from him, uh, two rings from him now, and, and two MVPs in the finals. And he has to bounce back somehow, some way to restore that and, and, and get a chip the, by going through them. The carrot that Cleveland has to lure LeBron back is that eighth pick in the draft. You, you have a pretty appealing asset that you can either use, and some of the names we've heard connected to that pick at this point, Colin Sexton from Alabama, uh, Trey Young, the kind of Steph Curry-ish guard uh, from Oklahoma. Uh, the Cavs can either use that pick to bring some youth to that roster, or they can do what they've done in the past. They could take that pick and trade it, maybe package it with Kevin Love and get themselves another player. So... I think they'd be willing to do that if LeBron said he's willing to make a commitment to uh, come back there. But as they currently constituted, you you bring LeBron back to this team, they're probably not in the NBA Finals. They're probably not. Absolutely not. I I think Boston is better than them next year. Boston pushed them to seven games without Gordon and Kyrie. They're better than them next season. So the Cavs either have to make a move to make themselves demonstrably better or LeBron needs to go somewhere else to beat Golden State. Uh, Jeff in Virginia Beach, you're up next. Hey, Jeff. Yes, good afternoon, gentlemen. I'll be quick. I'll just have to say, do you bring LeBron in and break up Golden State? Absolutely, 1,000% no. One of the things that you find in every sport of a champion is chemistry. And the chemistry that Golden State Warriors have with that team all the way down to the lowest, the last player on the bench, is incredible. They all feed off each other. They all love each other. Nobody is bigger than the other player. And LeBron comes in there and just tears that chemistry down and leaves the team without a Draymond, who's the Charles Oakley of the team. And also, you know, I got to tell you, Karan, LeBron is stocked down for me. I mean, this is the third time with Dallas and the Spurs. We've seen him when the going gets tough. It's like he quit in that last game. And I know you guys saw every analyst after that game, Hall of Famers, past players, all couldn't believe how he quit at the end of that game. 
I'll take your comment. I don't think he quit. And, and I, look, some of that, a lot of that phone call I agree with, but I, I can't say LeBron quit. I mean, the second half of game four was bad for everybody. And if you want to say that that it, it wore on LeBron being down three zip and all of a sudden Golden State's up by you know 20 points on you, uh, okay. But LeBron you know, put that team on his back in the postseason, carried them up until that point. Quitting is not the issue. But what he said was interesting, Karan, about chemistry. And has anybody ever said they don't want to play with Curry, Durant, Clay, Draymond? One guy, star player, has said he doesn't want to play with LeBron James. Kyrie Irving said he didn't want to play with LeBron James. So is that an issue for a team? You know, you know, LeBron comes in, all of a sudden he's the alpha out there. Hey, look, and some people also say that LeBron's the best teammate ever, you know, on and off the court. And Many have, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, it's mixed feelings and you won't know. But I, I'm a strong believer in, in chemistry. And he, he made an excellent point with, you know, Draymond and Clay and, and what those guys have created with the addition of KD and how they all, like, complement one another. However, if you look at who's the best player on the planet still, it, it, it's LeBron James. And, and, and KD is, you know, right there behind him, you know, and it's a photo finish. So I look at that situation, and I'm just like, if he had to go, I'm not saying, look, dissect the team, bring LeBron over there because it just makes the most sense. But if he had to go over there, because we're talking about scenarios, you know, if it was fifth, we all be drunk. We got to talk about this. We're talking about scenarios. If he decided to go to Golden State, that's what you would have to give up and would it make sense. To me, it would make sense if you had to give that up for that caliber player mm. and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But I I would love to see them stay together. I would love to see them re-energized, re-motivated, uh, seven on down with the personnel changes that's going to uh, come going forward, adding youth, adding guys that haven't won. But we just never know. Do you think there's a risk in taking even a meeting like that? Because if you take a meeting with LeBron, you already know what is the message. Well, exactly to to the rest of you, to the guys on the team. Though I'm saying, like, the guys aren't stupid. Like they know that that if LeBron comes on board, you put it this way: you're not going to have the Hamptons Five out there recruiting LeBron James. Like Clay and Draymond are not going to be out there recruiting LeBron James because Clay and Draymond know they got to go. If if that's the case, you know what would be so tight? Like this would be amazing. If LeBron says, look, I scheduled a meeting with the Golden State Warriors. And just to the, screw with them? And then the Warriors pull a Donald Trump on them. They just say, look, you can't come. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, look, you thought you was coming, but you can't. Mm. Imagine that. Like, what would that say for the chemistry of that team, though? Like, what, I help the team. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Right, like, yeah. you know how powerful that would be? Like, look, you, 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 yeah, we, I know, but no. We like what we got. We're moving forward. Like, those guys would be – now, that you're talking about being re-motivated, be re-energized. Like they would help the team so much going forward into yeah. the next season. That would be, I, that, I didn't think about it from that perspective, but, yeah. That, you want to energize your team, you turn down I'm a with, with LeBron James. The best player on the planet right now. Could have got the finals MVP by losing. There's also a practical aspect to it as well. I mean, you don't, have a, you don't take a meeting with LeBron, something that you know is going to get publicized. Like, somebody in LeBron's camp – would leak that out because there's an upside to LeBron doing it too. Like LeBron takes that meeting, leaks it out. All of a sudden, he's messing with Golden State, even if he decides not to go there. Say he's say he thinks he's going to go to Houston all along. You can screw with Golden State a little bit. Your chief rival in the NBA you can mess with them a little bit for next season. There's just a lot of reasons why Golden State should stay a million miles away for even a meeting like that. But you think you can get him? 
Do you take that shot? I'm telling you, uh, Danny Ainge would chop up the Celtics for LeBron. No, that'd be crazy. That'd be just nuts. All, all your guys. You'd be over there. You'd, just, you'd be losing sleep, man. Uh, I, I, I just, you know, it's the same r- rationale behind Golden State not doing it. You've got Kyrie's 26, Gordon Hayward's 28, Jalen Brown's 21, Jason Tatum's 20. Do you think the Celtics are going to win a championship in the next four years? All right, let me just put this in perspective okay. real quick, bro. Like, we didn't win a championship in Miami, right? Right. But I was, you know, uh, 23 years old at the time. Uh, I was a lottery pick. Lamar Odom was, I think, Lamar was 24 at most. And you had Brian Grant and you had picks. And we was in a situation where Kobe signed a max deal here with the Los Angeles Lakers. And Shaquille O'Neal said, you know what? I'm going to go to Miami mm. and join Dwayne Wade, the young, bright star coming up on the rise. Now, how old was Shaquille O'Neal at that time? Think about it. It was 2004. Probably early 30s, maybe. Yeah. About it, 33. Drafted 92, early 30s, yeah. Yeah. So you, know, you see where I'm going with this? Uh, two no. young, you're, giving, you're giving up two young, young players that's in the prime of their careers that's playing amazingly well. For a guy that's uh, uh, aging on the back end. Yeah, but you guys look, weren't a championship team then. You were good. Could have been. Could have been. been. Were you in the same position then that Boston is in now? Is, that's exactly what You weren't at Game was. 7 Conference Finals with two of your star best players on the sideline. It like was that, nice. You were good. I'm not taking that away from you. It was nice. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. Boston overachieved, man. You know that. They did overachieve. But now they overachieve and say, hey, Kyrie, come back. Hey, Gordon Hayward, come back. But they're averaging no. four. They're bringing 45 points. What did my man just tell you? What? Chemistry is everything. Now you bring that. You bring Kyrie, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward that. with that. Gordon Hayward wasn't. Gordon Hayward's not part of that. He That's might... a big question mark because somebody in Boston is going to have to go to the bench. Jalen Brown Tatum is going to have to go to the bench. And and and, and, and Brown going to be like, yo, who mans is yeah, this? Brown's, I'm not yeah, going yeah. to the bench. Yeah. Like, I, like, yo, I put in work. I think you're 100% right about that. I think Jalen Brown's going to be like, no, 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 I'm no. I'm second no. to yeah. Kareem. Yeah. All t- like, bro, what are y'all talking about? All right. We'll get back to your phone calls in a few minutes. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We see you guys lined up to talk about LeBron James, his future. Is the Golden State Warriors, should they even take a meeting with LeBron James. We'll talk about that next. Right now, Kevin Figures. You got to tell us what's going on out there. What's up, Kevin? All right, guys. We'll start in tennis where earlier today, Rafael Nadal beat Dominic Team in straight sets, notching his 11th French Open championship. The number one ranked player in the world now has 17 Grand Slam titles in his career. Football news, Seattle Seahawks safety Earl Thomas released a statement on Twitter this morning stating he will not attend the team's mandatory minicamp or any other activities until he gets a contract situation resolved. Thomas cited his production over his eight-year career as to, as to the reason why he feels a renegotiated deal is warranted. Uh, in golf, final round of the St. Jude Classic, Dustin Johnson and Andrew Putnam are tied at the top of the leaderboard as they get set to begin their round. Stuart Sink also set to tee off in a couple of minutes. He is five shots off the lead. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. NASCAR's Cup Series 400 race in Michigan will start at the top of the hour on Fox TV. Baseball right now, the White Sox lead the Red Sox 1-0 in the first. Mariners lead the Rays 1-0 in the second. Back to Chris, one of my favorite Lakers of all time, even though he was only there for like five minutes, Karan Butler. It's Chris and Karan, Chris Mannix, the delusional Karan Butler here on Fox Sports Radio. Desperate to break up the Golden State Warriors is uh, Karan Butler. Bro, I have to. So wants to break them up. I mean, not satisfied with two champions in a row. You want more. More. Gordon Gecko. Greed is good. This guy wants more. Bro, listen. 
if we don't talk about these scenarios, you know what we're going to spend the, the, the three hours of this show talking about? I want to talk baseball. Don't you want to talk? Like, we can uh, talk about anything. We could talk about uh, uh, Cruz winning last night. We could talk about uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what was it uh, the, the the three crown, the triple crown yesterday? Oh, uh, justify. justify, justify. We could talk about justify. We talk about all the type of things, but you're not going to let us talk. Look, it's all going to be about LeBron James and where he's going. We're not going to be able to talk about how great the Warriors are. So look, I threw out a scenario. Kill me for doing it. We can talk about Rob Gronkowski's horse finishing second. That's pretty cool at the uh, at the Belmont Stakes. There, justified. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Did you bet on that? Did you, did you gamble on uh, the horse racing there? Did I? <laughs> legally, <laughs> legally now here and uh, did you take a trip to Delaware? Just get back from no, uh, from no, there. No, I did. I did. Yeah, did. I did not. Okay. Okay. All right, we're talking about all this. Uh, Keith in Los Angeles. Uh, you're up next. Hey, Keith. Hey, what's going on, uh, Chris and Kamara? What's up? What's going on, brother? Hey, man, um, I just want to say a quick story. Um, I'm actually from Northern Virginia, and uh, there was one time I played ball with you, Karan, at uh, Lifetime Fitness, and uh, it was amazing. I'm a Wizards fan, so just coming out here in L.A., I see all the L.A. gear, but I just want to thank you for doing what you did for the Wizards, and um, I know some of your people back here, and then I I moved out here, so it it was great to actually play with you one time at Lifetime. I'm pretty sure you remember what the uh, gym was like over there. No doubt, Centerville area, man. You know, yes, had a sir. lot of people come. Yes, yeah, sir. yeah, it was dope. It was dope. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, um, just to go with the question, I wouldn't, I wouldn't break up the uh, the team. I wouldn't break up the team because they they have so much chemistry, like that guy said earlier. But one factor that I that I really didn't look at is really Draymond Green, how he how he would gel that together, and you know, just with his heart and his passion, kind of like you know, basically what you had, Karan bringing the team together, you know, with the Wizards, he has that. He has that with Golden State. So, say if Kevin Durant is not on his game, there's Draymond Green to give him that motivation, that, that get up, okay, let's go. So Steph, Steph Curry, the same thing, get up, let's go. He's taking the point guard duties. So, I, I just think if they already won two, three titles, I'll just keep on going until, you know, someone beats them. And I know with LeBron, he's the best player. You could take the phone call, but what they have – I, I I wouldn't break it up. All right, you know what? One uh, underappreciated aspect of Draymond Green is 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 what uh, the caller was talking about: holding people accountable. I mean, Draymond Green gets in Kevin Durant's face as much as any player on the floor that I've seen. I know in in years past, Durant and Westbrook were kind of back and forth, but Draymond is demonstrative out there. He is yelling at Durant on the floor when Durant makes a play that he thinks is either you know sloppy or ineffective. He is he's all over him. I don't think a lot of guys would have kind of the gravitas to do that to a great player like Kevin Durant. Yeah, look, he he's excellent in in his role, and that's why he's the the glue guy. Like, yeah, he makes it all work. I, I totally agree with the caller and, and and that statement. Like I always say, like he goes undervalued and underappreciated a lot of times because so many guys get the headlines, but you know he's a huge part of the story and what he brings to the table. He's one of the biggest assets to that team and that organization. However. If you look at LeBron James, everything that you're saying that, you know, Draymond is or what he could possibly do just for the sake of argument, LeBron can do all those things that two or three guys can possibly do. And he can be a huge asset to any team you go to, you know. And and it's all just about the question is how long. Yeah. You know, that's the real question. How long? Is it three years? Is it two years? Is it four years? Is it five years? What's the window for this Golden State team as is? Like right, what would you say? Right now? You, I think LeBron saw the future. Mm. 
I think LeBron saw the future when he did his Miami uh, press conference with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. When he was saying not four, not five, not six, not seven, he was talking about the Warriors. Mm. He's looking ahead at what Golden State <laughs> yeah, was. that's exactly what he was talking about. Not five, not six. They ain't going to win not five, not six. Good look, three out of four, and they're going to go for the next probably three years. Mm-hmm. I think the window is another three years convincingly. Like, look, they haven't – this is the crazy thing. We was on a show the other day. We was talking. I was like, the Warriors haven't even got to the point where they got to make trades in, in, in midseason to be yeah. like, yo, we just need to tweak some. They're just starting with a team, winning with a team. Right. Well, not next year. Boston wins next year. Right? Stop it's it. The year after. Stop it. Two years from now, right? Boston has a shot, not next year, maybe the, the following year, but then that next year they got it. No, it's, it's this next season. Stop this it. Season. Stop it. You cannot believe that. Why wouldn't I? Would you bet your bottom dollar on that? No, I wouldn't bet my bottom dollar on anything. I bet, I'll like, bet my bottom dollar oh, on this. you bet your bottom dollar? Okay. On, what is I your bottom dollar my, these days? What is it? It don't stop. Okay. Yeah. It don't stop. Okay. What is it? I'm getting this new money, though. Okay. So yeah, it don't yeah. stop. Could have been a Sunday paycheck. You want to put that right there? You throw that on the line? Uh, I'm a believer next year, man. I'm a believer. You bring those guys back into the mix and the way they play Golden State. The way they play them. That switch happy, not to get too deep in the weeds, but that switch happy defense Boston plays. Karan, the last two years, they've won in Oakland. They won in Boston. They beat Golden State. They play well against them. They wasn't engaged like that, though. We just talked about them not being, like, really into it. they like, oh, we got Boston tonight. It's a TV game. Okay, we play kind of hard. Okay. If they poke the bear, then everybody get mad in the fourth quarter and win the game. And, and and then Boston got away with it. Like, come on now. Like when you when you wanted to see Golden State turn up, they turned up. Yeah, but Boston's going to have two All Stars added to that mix. Tatum, who I think is going to be a, an All Star at some point very soon. Uh, Brown, terrific two way player. Who's coming or, off the bench? I mean, look, the bench is like their best asset. Who's oh, coming oh, you mean off like, the bench? Oh, eh, probably going to be Brown, but he's not going to like that. that that's what I'm saying. There, well, you there can, goes the chemistry. Well, you, you you can also, if you really wanted to, if it, if you're so insistent on having all these guys in the starting lineup in your Boston, you could have uh, Irving, Hayward, Brown, Tatum, and Horford. You could have your death lineup out there. Like, how do you stop that team offensively? Like, that is a juggernaut offensively. How did you just call them the death lineup? It's it's their death lineup. It's their not, death it's lineup? It's not the death lineup. The death lineup has already been taken. That's the tea party lineup. That's the, the, the tea party lineup? <laughs> okay. I don't know if I call it that one. Let's grab one more phone call here. Tony in Long Beach, you're up next. Hey, Tony. Yeah, hey, guys. What's happening? Um, I, I like this question, and I don't think the Golden State Warriors really need to do that much short of tweaks like you guys have been saying, but if they got a three-year window and LeBron's got a three-year window, um, why wouldn't you take LeBron off the table so he can't hurt you? You go somewhere else and form the super team and knocks you guys out for the next couple of years, that's bad news. Well, it depends where the super team is. Thanks for the phone call, Tony. It depends. Is the super team Houston? Like, Houston might scare me because they, with LeBron, Chris Paul, James Harden, that's a pretty strong three-year window for the Houston Rockets. Bro, how did you just jump in when I when he just complimented what I've been telling you, you took guys? Your, you took your, first of all, for people not, not watching or streaming any of this, he took his headphones off, threw them on the ground, or threw them on the desk, and then backed away from the mic. That's why I talked. You weren't in the mic. That, that, that's because I found somebody on the, on the airwaves with some sense. You found one guy at a seven phone call. That's all what it takes. You? So Follow you, me. One out of seven? Would you like that percentage as a shooter? I feel like Kanye West right now when he went down into TMZ. He said, are you feeling what I'm feeling? No. And everybody was like, what? And you know what? Kanye <laughs> is bad bleep crazy too. So they like, you know, they, so I don't, 
I got somebody to follow me, man, that, right. that, that believe in the process. All right. If you, it is the process. Don't use that <laughs> phrase with that in a basketball conversation. All right. We'll get to more of your phone calls. We'll talk more about LeBron James. I uh, do want to get into Kevin Durant, though, his place now amongst the NBA greats. Does the second championship, the second finals MVP, does that change the narrative at all around Kevin Durant? And how much credit do we give Steph Curry? for effectively stepping aside, allowing Kevin Durant to rise on a team that he was a champion on, a two-time MVP on. We'll get into all that more next. Chris and Karan here. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer too. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. Ah. Now that's what you call. Hey, this guy's the most sampled musician ever. Who's this? The Godfather. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was about to say. Just gonna want to see your reaction. James. Got real angry. Look, you want to smack me with that one. Get up. It's Chris and Garan. Fox Sports Radio. Coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. During the break, we're watching. uh, Uh, the, the celebration of the Washington Capitals continues. Uh, Alex Ovechkin in a fountain. I don't know where that was. Somewhere in D.C. In a fountain, uh, basically doing snow angels in the fountain. <laughs> like, didn't the Capitals win like six days ago? Like, hasn't it been a week? <laughs> I mean, close to it. Can't stop, won't They're stop. Still, I don't think Alex Ovechkin has stopped drinking in, in a week. Why would you? Like, Chris, we were just talking about this off air. You look at the years and you look at the, 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 the body of work and, you know, everything that he had to overcome. You know, I was in Washington in those years when uh, Ted Leonsis had had those guys and um, talking about him possibly getting traded, being involved in that stuff, and then losing, and can he get it done, and Sid the Kid playing remarkably well, and how he was able to just stay the course. And now they built the, the, the right team around him and had the right assets and him over getting over the hump. It was just amazing. You know, I'm happy for, you know, the city. I'm happy for the Capitals and and, and Ovi, man. I'm I'm happy for him, man. Enjoy yourself. But party, this is party more, I, more. I, I don't think it's possible. Like this is the longest party for a championship that I've ever seen. I, the Washington Post has a live blog with fans or uh, uh, you know people in the city sending pictures of where the Capitals are. Like they like a picture comes in, like oh these guys are behind the bar at at, at, at such and such place or. Alex Ovechkin is in a puddle somewhere, or he's doing a keg stand outside of the Stanley Cup, which, by the way, is awesome. I, that's like bucket list kind of thing for me. Um, th- this is I, – I don't know when they stop. Like, they keep you going. Don't stop. You you party at all the spots in D.C., and then guess what? You go to New York. Mm. Then you party at all the spots in New York. And then you go to Philly. And then you hit Boston. Is there a better place to have won the championship than Vegas? Like, you win the championship, and now you're in a city that literally doesn't close. Like, you can just go. Yeah, you got to have you got to police yourself then. You got to be like, look, yeah, okay. Look, I, I think a few guys wound up at, like, the, the crazy horse, and, you know. At, uh, go through the drive-thru. 6 a.m. Drive-thru wedding. Yeah. Do the yeah. whole thing. I think the breakfast buffet at the crazy horse probably uh, <laughs> partaken in by uh, by a bunch of those guys. Is, you this, want- a, is this a tooth? <laughs> <laughs> did you do you get time with the uh, championship trophy when you were in Dallas? I did. You know, I got I got a chance to uh do the parade. I had a chance back in my hometown, racing Wisconsin. Uh took it to a basketball camp. Uh spent a lot of time with it on the plane. 
Yeah, it was it was special. Mm. And then you know all the other guys also. You know, uh, Cuban walked out with the Cuban in the trophy, and uh, you know he spent some time with it, slept in the bed with it, all that. I would. I I wonder how many people did sleep in the bed with it. Like that seems like the cliche kind of thing to do, but I, I bet that Dirk probably did. Although no, Dirk Dirk strikes me. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Dirk strikes me that if he had won his championship ten years ago. He'd be doing what Alex Ovechkin's doing right now. He'd be drinking out of the out of whatever. He'd cut the damn Larry O'Brien trophy in half and drink out of it that way. That's, I think that that version of Dirk would have done that. This one might have done it too. I don't know, but I think that one would have. Yeah, he's moving a little more slower now, so I don't think you'll see him doing all the stuff uh, Ovi's doing. Mm. Yeah, body hurting after all those years, man. <laughs> man, he's gonna come back though for another season. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope he continues to play and, 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 and play as many years as possible. And when he's done, obviously, we'd be all in attendance when they put that that statue out there in front of him. Is it fun, though, for a guy like him? I mean, he, he, clearly he wants to keep playing. But if you're playing for a Dallas Mavericks team that you know is not going to be a contender, it's only, it's it's a lot like Kobe at the end with the Lakers, like where it's like, all right, you're on this team, you're putting up some numbers, but you're not doing anything. Like It's it's almost sad to kind of sort of see a great who who is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer go out like that? I know retirement, it's not always gracious. You don't always get the the championship and the walk away moment. But it's tough to see a guy like Dirk kind of go through you know the motions with a really bad team. Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough to see him not winning because he's not winning right now. But at the end of the day, when you think about Dirk, all you think about is champion and a winner and an MVP. Yeah, like and that's that's what I see him as, you know and. You know, I'm forever grateful to him and for him, you know, with his talents to be able to uh, lead us to a championship in 2011. And, you know, one of the best, you know, this superstars, you know, on and off the court, you know, low maintenance guy, don't need, don't need much. Just give him a basketball and he'll figure it out, man. I wonder if he, if you guys didn't win that championship that year, would Dirk be the type of guy that would want to go ring chasing at the end? Would he like to team up with, you know, not not to be a David West type because he's better than that, but like a a a, a just a, a supporting player on a championship team, or would he be okay going twenty years in the NBA without a title? I think he'd be okay with it. Okay, you know, I think he would have been okay with doing something like that because I think Dirk. One thing that people uh, get mistaken is that Dirk is like so loyal, and you see that you know because all the years that he's played with that organization and oh he's going to own that team it's yeah. part of that team at some point yeah he's the real deal man yeah he's going to cuban's got to like especially the kind of kind of contract that Dirk signed over the years a little below market there for Dirk Nowitzki's uh I got you I got you yeah. I'll take care of yeah it. I think over. I think there's a, a nice uh, 5 to 6% stake in the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> that's uh probably going to be coming Dirk Nowitzki's way uh, in the next couple of uh, couple of years. All right, a lot more to get to next hour. I do want to ask Karan about what we saw from LeBron at the end of Game 4. Immediately after the game, a report leaks that LeBron James punched a whiteboard, may have broken his uh, hand. LeBron comes to the press conference wearing a cast on that injured hand. Was that a little bit too theatrical, or was that just was that kind of the way it goes with LeBron? Plus, where will LeBron play next year? We'll get to all your phone calls. We'll see you guys lined up, 877-996-6369. Chris and Karan. Fox Sports Radio. It's Chris and Karan, Fox Sports Radio. Chris Maddox, Yahoo Sports. Karan Butler, two-time All-Star, NBA champion. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote today. We'll be talking about what else? LeBron James, his future. Where will the best player in basketball decide to go 
next season. Can opt out of his contract, uh, leave about $35 million on the table. That's no big deal for LeBron. He's going to get that back in his next deal. Uh, but will it be in Cleveland? Will it be in Houston? Will it be in Los Angeles? Or could it be in Golden State? Might LeBron James decide he wants to play for the Golden State Warriors? The issue that we've been kicking around is that it's not two years ago. Golden State can't just absorb a LeBron James contract onto its books. They would have to overhaul the roster, and most likely what that would mean would be Clay Thompson would have to go, Draymond Green would have to go. You would have to substantially break up a NBA champion, two-time champion, three-in-the-last-four-years champion to get LeBron James into the mix. Karan Butler says you should do it if you're Golden State. I go the other direction. We're going to dive to that. Before we get to that, Karan, one topic we haven't discussed uh, on the show yet today was the end of Game 4. And the end of Game 4, you start going through social media, and you see these reports. LeBron James, broken hand. LeBron James, uh, injured for most of the series. And I guess the way this kind of shaked out was that after Game 1, that devastating loss where J.R. Smith had his gaffe, after Game 1, LeBron went back into the locker room, and out of frustration, he punched a wall. He punched a whiteboard that was on a wall. Uh, and he hurt his hand to the point where he said he pretty much played the rest of the series with a broken hand. It was interesting to see the timing of it. The uh, report comes out right after the game ends. LeBron shows up at the podium wearing a cast for the first time all series. Is that just message controlling? Do you have any issue with the guy doing that? Because there's an argument to be made. And look, I think LeBron is at an unreal season. There's an argument to be made that you're already kind of softening the ground with an excuse for why this team bowed out in four games. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 controlling the narrative, mm-hmm. and I, I think he's like, look, him and his camp always been amazing at you know leaking or planning whatever they want to plan, and then he he does an excellent job at answering and responding to anything that's thrown at him. Now, granted, something was off after game one. Like, if you're a basketball uh, fan or you understand the game of basketball and you can dissect the game of basketball, if you got eyes in the, and you can see and hear, you see that something isn't right. And I saw that something wasn't right, not when he went in the locker room, but after that possession, after that play, that they they, they, they broke down. They didn't know to manage how to manage the, the, the end game mm-hmm. of game one. And you saw the, the, the blow-up of his emotions on the bench. And I saw a lot of things, and me and Richard Jefferson was watching at the time, and I said, you know, RJ, it's over. That game right there is going to cost him the series. He's like, no way. LeBron's different. He's a beast. He's the best player ever. I said, look, you did, the body language, you see it. He lost confidence in that team, and that that team saw their leader vulnerable for the first time. And that, that speaks volume. Now, like, look, truth sound like hate to those who who not used to hearing the truth. A lot of people would be like, Karan, yo, Karan's a, a hater. He's a LeBron hater right now. No, Karan's telling you the truth, you know, and don't let this information fall on mute ears. Like, it, it's, it's real talk right now. Like, body language is everything, you know, and I've seen it in, in, in the comparison with, you know, Michael Jordan and all the greats. That, that comparison with Michael Jordan just went out the window right there to me, mm. you know, or Kobe. Because you never saw them in that moment like... You think they would have acted differently in that Absolutely. Moment? Absolutely. How so? G- t- tell me how you think. And I know it's just guesswork, but how do you think that's either why one jo- of them would that's have why, That's why Jordan said, release the tapes. Of? Of all my uh, unseen documentary, mm-hmm. uh, 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 of clips of me in the moments. 
And now, you know, Netflix is going to release the tapes. Like you're going to have a, a, a full-blown documentary of Michael Jordan in, in, in his biggest moments and how he rallied the guys together. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was an amazing scene that, uh, that, that the Jordan brand posted and Quinn Richardson reposted it. Like, it was uh, Jordan in that moment in Utah. And he was just like, look, nobody put your head down. We all in this together. And they was clearly down seven points, you know, in, in, in the fourth quarter. And they rallied back and came back. He got the steal and then the famous push off in the shot. Like, those moments. Or him talking to Steve Kerr. Hey, look, they're going to double me. And I'm going to throw it to you because I have confidence in you. You're going to make that shot. I'll be ready, Michael. Like, you see him in the moment just respond a little differently. Like, like look, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a downer on LeBron. Look, he's one of my favorite players to play with. I do a lot of work with their, their, their platform. Uh, Rich Paul Maverick got the utmost respect for those guys. But this is the truth. Like, it's just moments where you see the separation. And people don't want to address it because they don't want to rub nobody wrong. They don't want to talk about it. But it's just different. Now, granted, he's, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Amazing great player but the separation is there that huddle will be part of the lebron james narrative for the rest of his career because i don't think karan you could have scripted a worse way to handle it from start to finish because you go back into the huddle and you're sitting next to jr smith and you say nothing to him now jr smith is a weird guy but jr smith has to be feeling the weight of the world on his shoulders in that moment. Like, what did I just do? Game one of the finals, I had a layup, and I didn't know the score of the game. And LeBron says nothing to him. Then Ty Lue comes over, and LeBron says, did we have a timeout? Ty Lue says yes, and LeBron, his body language that you talked about was terrible. He doubled over. He put his hand on his head. And then the very end, when Ty put his hand out there for everybody to go in the huddle, LeBron basically had to be told, put your hand in there, man. Let's go, let's go. They were trying to pick him up. Like, the team was going to try to pick him up. And I know he just played the game of his life. He had 50-something points uh, in that game. But the moment I was with you, when I saw that, that footage, you had to know. The second that huddle ended, they had no chance. Maybe they lose anyway. Golden State's a great team. They're on their home floor. But after that huddle, no chance. Nobody walked out of that thinking we can win this game. Nobody, including, I think, LeBron James. Yeah. Confidence was shot. It it was it was it was shot. It was completely shot. Now, only thing that you can restore in that series was just your your, your competitive drive. Like, mm-hmm. look, we're just going to compete. We're not going to go out like just like that. We're not just going to be a, a rug. We're not just going to lay it down. Like, we're going to fight. They're going to know that they've been in some type of battle, but we know we're going to lose this series. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. Like, it was just like, all right, cool. Like, we know we're going to lose this series and possibly lose LeBron in Cleveland. Everybody just like kind of just open up to that idea and it's like, look, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. You can see it in the body language. What does a guy like Kobe say to J.R. Smith in that moment? Specifically like a Smith, you know, Smith makes a gaffe like that. What do you think Kobe does? I think the same thing he tweeted out. I think he said flush it. Mm. Like because if you're an assassin with an assassin mentality, and I, I know a lot of people are like, no, he couldn't just forget like that. But you, as a leader, you tell a guy, look, man, hey, man, it's over. Next play. Even if you know and everybody else know that that probably was one of the most going to be one of the most talked about plays ever mm-hmm. for a long time or whatever the case. Look, at you as a leader or you on that sideline have to put the positive spin on all things. You know, like my grandmother was like that, right? I, like I could do the worst thing and she 
she's the matriarch, she's the patriarch. She's both of our family. You know, we didn't have no male role models. It was her. So she would always find a way to put a pin on everything. I was terrible. You know what I'm saying? I was terrible. My 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 my, my past is well documented. So mm-hmm. if I got incarcerated for something, she'd be like, well, it wasn't that bad, baby, because, you know, God still love you, and you're going to, you know, repent your sins, and you're going to be better from it immediately. And I was terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I was I was bad. And, 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 and like, and Kobe in that situation, I put, hey, man, flush it right now. It's mm-hmm. over. It's a wrap. Come on, man. Next play. Get ready. Like, and that's how you have to be. You have to be wired and expecting the – the unimaginable, like anything can happen. Like Mike Tyson said, everybody got planted to get hit, and when mm-hmm. it happened, respond to it. Otherwise, yo, you gon' you gonna drown in it. Yeah, you gonna drown in it, and that's what the Cavs did. They drowned in it. Yeah, that game. I mean, we could. Dis- I mean, it's, it's over a week ago now. We could dissect that game over and over again. But that, um, the gaff by Jr. will go down as one of the great gaffes of all time. But that huddle, that video, that two and a half minute video which just exposed everything bare. And you're right about Jordan, that Netflix documentary that's coming out. We're going to see a lot of those different types of moments from Michael Jordan, where he did pick up his teammates, where he was, um, you know, positive might be the wrong term, but he's telling guys, let's go, let's keep going. And that would have been fine. Like, you don't need LeBron to throw an arm around J.R. Smith's shoulder and say it's going to be okay, but you can tell him, head in the game, focus, tie game. We didn't lose anything right there. You didn't lose the game for us. The game's still going on. We got five more minutes left in this one. He didn't do it, and that to me is 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 always going to linger around LeBron. Always. This is bad, man. I, I feel for him. Like, and, and and I think I was probably one of the few people that was on on on, on national television saying that look, Jr. It was a tough situation, but from a time management standpoint, you. This is why it was so screwed up, and I, I hate going breaking down that that play over and over again, but. If you look at it, the guard is at the foul line. So the mm-hmm. guard is usually the guy that's the extension of the the, 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 the sideline from the coach. So the coach, he's telling everybody, like, look, we got a timeout left. Oh, he make this one, timeout. But unfortunately, the guard is at the foul line in a, in, a, in a crazy situation. And then LeBron is the other guy. So you would think, like, JR is looking like with his hands up, like, what we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and Hill makes the first one. And, you know, Hill been in that situation. So Hill got it. He was he got out the situation because he was supposed to make both of those. Yeah, yeah. But it is what it is, man. Yeah, yeah. Just a footnote right now in history. All right, yeah, we'll take a break. 877-99-ON-FOX, 877-996-6369. We see your phone calls lined up. A lot of people with opinions, Karan, about where LeBron James should go and play uh, next season. We'll dive to that. Plus, Dwayne Wade, the uh, Miami Heat guard, he's going to join the show at the bottom of the hour. It's Chris and Karan here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, this isn't James Brown, Karan, but it's just as good. Who is this? Rest in peace, Tom Petty. Got to see him. One of the last shows he did. He did it in Boston. Like it was uh, second or third to last show. Excellent. Excellent show. Hey, I roll with it. Probably like my fifth or sixth time seeing uh, Tom Tom Petty play live. All right, we got a lot of phone calls lined up, Crop, because people are. Uh, our poll question today is about uh, LeBron James, and specifically when it comes to Golden State. If you're the Golden State Warriors. Would you break up your team to get LeBron James? If I break up your team, I mean Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, they got to go. They got to go just to make the salary cap work. So uh, would you do it? That's up on the on the Twitter account, at Fox Sports Radio, 877-996-6369, on Fox. Listen, everybody that's calling, I see the phone lines lighting up, but just understand, like, have a legitimate, like, <laughs> argument. 
Don't just call and be like, man, they just want it. And they're good. Like, look. And then say, oh, the chemistry. Or Draymond passes the ball well. Or, like, listen who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And listen, like, have a real evaluation on your argument and uh, why it makes sense. On that note, Dan, Dan in Minneapolis, you're up first. Hey, Dan. Chris and Karan, thanks for having me on. You guys are putting on another great show this afternoon. Thanks for that. Thank you. Thanks, bro. So, you know, I, you know, I thought, I thought the poll was um, a little bit larger in scope in terms of talking about where LeBron should go next year as well. And okay. so, you know, my, uh, my thoughts on that, one team I haven't heard thrown out there quite a bit and I wanted your opinion on is what about the Spurs? Mm. And as Karan said, for a little bit of analysis is, you know, LeBron has never been with a Hall of Fame coach in his career. You know, he was w- with Mike Brown with the Cavs first. Brown is a great defensive coach, but the offense in Cleveland when he was LeBron was first there was horrible. Uh, Mike Spolstra in Miami, I think he's okay, not a Hall of Famer. Well, Eric Spolstra is going to be a Hall of Fame coach someday. Like, er- Eric Spolstra is uh, on that way. Uh, well, thanks for the phone call. We'll, we'll address your point here. Um... You know, it, months ago, I think we even talked about it a little bit. The idea of, of LeBron to the Spurs wasn't ridiculous because LeBron has wanted to play, and I, I know this for a fact, has wanted to play for that elite-level coach. He never played for Pat Riley. He never wants to play for Phil Jackson. And that only leaves Greg Popovich in that basketball royalty amongst head coaches. And Greg Popovich obviously has said so many complimentary things about LeBron over the years. LeBron says the same things back. The reason I think it's less likely is there's so much chaos right now. For the first time ever, the, the, the Spurs are kind of in a state of flux with Kawhi. Does he want to be there? Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, do you trade him? They're not a stable organization right now, which is bizarre saying that about the Spurs, but they don't they, they don't look like a championship contender right now because of everything going on down there. I totally agree. You know, when we talk about the pieces that exist for LeBron to work with, uh, it's just so much uh, overhaul that that team and that the roster has to go through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so, so many problems and, you know, Band-Aid on issues that, you know, have to be peeled back and layers to so many relationships with the Kawhi Leonard situation, et cetera, that you just don't know what that team looked like going forward yet. Yeah. They had, they had to deal with Kawhi Leonard first for they even address this LeBron free agency because he, he wants to know who he's playing alongside. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard three weeks away from you know a, a point where you have to either offer him a new contract or a contract extension, probably that five-year Supermax, or if he says, I don't want it, or if he says, I don't want to be there, you have to start exploring him. He's another piece in, in a wild free agency period that could be, uh, could be out there uh, on the market. All right, Neil in San Diego, you're up next. Hey, Neil. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Look, sure. Really looking forward to your movie coming out, Karan. It's oh, going to be good. Thank you, brother. Um, I want to talk about where I think LeBron's going, and I think it makes a ton of sense, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why. I think he's headed to Philadelphia, and um, just LeBron, Ben Simmons, and Embiid all playing together, that would almost be like having Shaq, Kobe, and Magic playing together at the same time offensively. And defensively, the Sixers were already a really good defensive team, and their weak point on defense was J.J. Redick. Mm. And he's going to be gone. His $25 million is going to be there to pay LeBron, and you'd be swapping him out with LeBron on defense. I mean, they'd be an amazing defensive team. 
and what another caller was saying about a coach, he'd be he'd be playing for Pop Light, which is Brett Brown, who came out of Pop System, who I think is a really good coach. I just think LeBron and Philly make so much sense. And then you add in the three Europeans, they're real shooters. Sarek, Ilasova, and um Bellinelli. Uh, with, with yeah, the, Bellinelli. Yeah, Bellinelli. Yeah, Bellinelli. I mean, that would, that would be that'd be a murderous team, and he'd be able to stick it to Boston and his buddy up there every year because he'd be blocking them. You lucky, no Chris. You lucky, Kristen just cut you off yeah, right well, there when you said right sticking to Boston. Yeah, yeah, but who would, who would like you said you you compared him to Shaq, Kobe, and Magic? That's who who would be Kobe in that situation? I don't know who would be Kobe in that situation? I don't know who. I, I don't. Plus, you're like you're like saying like JJ Redick, you know. A defensive liability, okay, but he's also a great shooter who was huge for that team last year. Like I don't, I I look. It's a, it's a team that makes sense. They've got the cap flexibility. They're a team on the rise. And, and one thing I think that LeBron's looking for as he signs his next deal, maybe this next deal is the last team he plays with. But I think he wants a team that can sustain him later too. I mean, I think you want young pieces there, preserve them. Yeah. So so it's not so three years from now if he's still a member of that team. You don't have to be the alpha because in a few years, maybe Embiid is, is is the man. Maybe Simmons is the man. Maybe somebody else. They got a top ten pick. They got Markel Fultz still sitting there. Maybe he's the man. Who knows? Um, that that's why it makes some sense. But some of the other reasons. That's, like, that's why the Lakers like, make sense. I mean, just stop Bellinelli and Ilias. Like, who cares? Like, those guys aren't going to be around in a year. Like, that's, that's why the Lakers make sense. They you do. Got, you got Kuzma, Ball, Kuzma. Great. That's a big part. Ingram, Kuzma. Great draft pick. Man, great wow. draft. Like not a good like Magic sitting around like with his belt high. Yes, you know he got his belt all the way to his navel now. Like you know what I'm saying? Like walking around like your principal. That's a weird sight. I can't think. of You'd be like, ha ha! He like my uncle at the barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Manuel in California, you're up next. Hey, Manuel. Hey, uh, Ricky Rubio Maddox. You always do great when you're in filling with uh, DP and the boys and Tough Juice. Hey, let me tell you something. Nothing but respect, player. Uh, When you were out here in L.A., I was a big fan of yours, just like that uh, caller a few callers ago. Hey, what the hell happened to free-throwing in the NBA, Tough Juice? Seriously, man. Uh, none of these teams, including GSW, can free throw for their life. Okay, so please answer that later. But uh, as far as the LeBron James thing, you can't break up that dynasty to try to bring in LeBron. First off, Tough Juice, you've been around the game long enough. This guy's got to fall off the plateau or get hurt very soon, man. He's got too many miles on them tires. You know, he's going to be great. But maybe one or two more seasons tops, I'm thinking, man. And, uh, hey, if the Lakers could get him without losing too many pieces, I would welcome him. But uh, I think Philly's his destination. Great show, guys. Hey, hey, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate your comments. Hey, didn't he sound like Khaled? I was just waiting for him to say, we the best. (laughs) Who? We. Like, I felt it. I felt it coming, man. I was like, is that Khaled? Well, look, he had – I don't know. Is there a problem with free throw shooting the NBA? Like overall, I think, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, there's some crappy free throw shooters. I don't know. It is. I, look, I I think he made an excellent point. Look, people don't practice like they used no, to. No, they don't. They should because end of game situations. I mean, that's it's either a jumper or a dunk. Yeah, the in between game is gone, and the in between game relies. Uh, you know, it's a free throw too. Yeah, you have to follow through. Yeah, let's grab one more call here. Mike in California, you're up next. Hey, Mike. Hey guys. Hey, I totally agree with those guys also. Karan, you were a breath of fresh air out here in L.A., buddy. 
I've been a fan since 1968 of the Lakers and the whole league. And what changed in this league? You got a lot of Lakers. You got a lot of fans out here, Karan. Lake show, baby. They love us out here, man. Well, he was was one of those players that we always wanted to get, but we never do, man. The workhorse. Didn't mind scoring or not. Anyway, hey, I'm thinking that, you know, being a 60-year-old guy, I remember guys like Jerry West, and I remember Rick Barry, and guys that had attitudes. They were just so overly competitive. It just wasn't pushed like it is now with all the internet and all the exposure these guys get. Uh, I mean, sorry, uh, LeBron James is one of the top two players ever, man. The guy's amazing. And I can't wait till he comes here because that's where he's playing. Mm. I can see, look, I, I, I'm with Karan. Thanks for the phone call. I, I'm with Karan that the Lakers make a lot of sense, but he's got to get that second guy. It's not going to be, he's not signing here by himself. Can we agree on that? Like, it's not, you're not going to see LeBron go, I'm coming to the Lakers because I'm going to play with Ingram and Ball for the next three. Like, that's not going to happen. It's got to be a package deal. Look, well, I'm going to see Superfly today. That movie is rated R, but the movie that was PG 13 was Incredibles 2. Mm-hmm. See why I'm making that reference? Mm-hmm. PG 13. Paul hey, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Paul George, LeBron James to the Lake Show. Can you imagine that? What's Paul George's phone going to look like in the next few weeks? Like, he got two Russ phones. Russ versus Russ versus LeBron. LeBron, Russ. Then you're going to move out here because you're going to have to just jump on this Laker thing, man. I know you're a Boston guy. I know you, you know, all the scenarios. I'd feel, it's a wrap. I'd feel bad for Russell Westbrook. Not to get off topic, but I'd feel really bad for Russell Westbrook if another guy left him. Like, that'd be hard, man, to just have – to have a team that is on the cusp of winning a championship two years ago, two years ago, on the cusp of winning a championship, and then all of a sudden, you within two years, you have Durant and Paul George leave your team. Look, look, Russell is in a situation like I, I, I make reference to his NBA career right now. Like he's, he's young and he's just dating. Mm. Like he's dating a lot of players. Not that like, young. Yeah, he's still 30. young enough, though. He's dating a lot of players still, and he's not, he hasn't found the one that he want to marry yet. <laughs> you got a lot of relationships. That's just weird. On that note, <laughs> on that note uh, we come back. Dwayne Wade is uh, going to join the program. Another uh, Karan Butler booking. We'll talk to Dwayne uh, about uh, the LeBron James not being in Cleveland this year. His future as as well. First, to check in with Kevin Figures. See what's going on out there. What's up, Kevin? All right, Chris. We'll start on the Major League Baseball scoreboard. The Angels with a one nothing lead over the Twins in the first inning. Albert Pujols with an RBI single. That RBI puts Pujols a past Stan Musial for sixth place all-time on the RBI list. Elsewhere, the White Sox lead the Red Sox 2-1 in the fourth. Cardinals over the Reds 2-1 in the fourth inning as well. Redbirds 9-0 against Cincy so far this season. Rays over the Mariners 3-1 in the fifth. Phillies have a 1-0 lead over the Brewers as they look to avoid being swept this weekend. Earlier today, Rafael Nadal beat Dominic Team in straight sets 6-4, 6-3, and 6-2, notching his 11th French Open title. The number one ranked player in the world now has 17 Grand Slam titles to his career. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In golf, final round at the St. Jude Classic, Dustin Johnson even par through two holes. He has a two-shot lead over Andrew Putnam, who is two over so far on the round. Phil Mickelson finished his round with a 5-under 65 after a pretty terrible third round on Saturday. And Seattle Seahawks safety Earl Thomas released a statement on Twitter this morning saying he will not attend the team's mandatory minicamp or any other team activities until he gets his contract situation resolved. Back to Chris and Tough Juice. It's Chris and Karan, Fox Sports Radio, show brought to you by Granger, the product and service you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger. 
for the ones that get it done. Well, in the first hour of the program, Karan and I uh, checked in with Dwayne Wade, the uh, former teammate of Karan Butler, the 15-time uh, NBA veteran, all-star, NBA champion, one of the great shooting guards of all time. And piggybacking on a conversation Karan and I were having about the end of his career when uh, he knew that it was time to hang him up. Asked Dwayne Wade uh, if he had any of those physical feelings. Oh, definitely. I definitely. It was, listen, when I knew things were changing, it was at one point when I used to go baseline, all I needed was one dribble pass a bite and I'm taking off. Then it went to like two dribbles. Then it went to like three. You know, it, it just started like everything starts changing. So, yeah, it, I've definitely noticed a change over the years. Are you with the, of the mindset, Dwayne, and we can get off this right in a second, but are you of the mindset that it's kind of like the Miami Heat or bust for you, or is it is it deeper than that? Um, I mean, for me, you know, at this point, I mean, I, I would love to, you know, you know, if I decide to come back and play the game of basketball, I would love for it obviously to be in, in, in Miami, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy because in this league, you never know what happens. I never even thought I would ever leave Miami. You know, Karan knows that. I thought I would be here forever, but things happen. So, you know, at this point for me, man, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, contemplating on playing the game of basketball. And my, my only vision, as, as I say here today, is, you know, in a Miami uniform. Hey, I will tell you, brother, you know, take all the time you need to, you know, make that decision, man. You, you've done wonders with your career. You inspire so many like myself, and, you know, I'm so proud of you. But just to pivot away from that for a second, you know, what makes the most sense going forward? You know, I know you're very close with LeBron. You played with him, won championships with him. Like, what scenario you think makes the most sense for him going forward? I don't, uh, for me, I mean, I don't think it's a basketball thing. Obviously, he's shown this year he could get to the finals. <laughs> you know, no matter what the circumstances are. You know, um, I don't. I don't really think for him the, the basketball decision of saying, "Oh, let me go team up with three all stars." And I, I don't think. I think at this point in his life, it's more so of a, of a lifestyle thing. Of a, you know, where my family going to be the most comfortable, where I'm going to be the happiest at. Um, because basketball wise, he's so great, he can bring along and take along whoever. This, this thing, you know, look, speaking of family, you talked about it a little bit with LeBron making his decision going forward. And you got a son, Zaire, who's a hooper. Just tell me, like, what, what similarities you see with him in your game and, you know, how proud you are of your son. Man, I'm, you know, CB, man, I'm very, very proud of that guy, man. I just, you know, just being a dad and, like, you just want to see your kids, you know, something that they love. You want to see them give everything to it. And as my son, he's 16 years old now, and, I'm just watching him give everything to it, man. And for me, that's enough. You know, I, I'm just enjoying being able to go on a few college visits with him and, you know, and things of that nature. So, you know, the one thing he has that I have is, and he has it better than me because he's got it at a younger age, is his vision. His vision is, is special. It's real special. That's, that's, that's a heck of a compliment right there, man. Yeah, it's special, bro. I see it. I seen it in third grade. I was, it was crazy. Me and LeBron went to Zaire's first game out here in Miami. When he moved here, and I got cut him, and he got in, came off the bench, got in, got the ball. Someone took it out and threw it to him at half court. He made a no look pass to a big underneath the rim in third grade. I said, "Oh, he got it. He just got to, he got to put everything else with it now." Yeah, he got a good feel, and he's a lefty. And he's a lefty, yeah. What look, look you talk about? I know you, you know, you guys formed the Heatles uh, back in 2010, and you see what the Warriors are doing right now. And me and Chris was just debating about it. Do you think that the Warriors are bad for basketball? Because I felt like the Heatles was everything for the game of basketball. Uh, it's not bad for basketball, first of all. It, it cannot be bad for basketball when you got the individuals that they have on their team. None of them guys are getting in trouble. None of them guys. They're, 
Man, they 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 enjoy playing basketball. They play an exciting brand of basketball. They're the most popular players, most popular team in the world. Um, it can't be bad for basketball. Now, from a standpoint of people wanting to see, you know, someone else in the finals, or they want to see, you know, their fa- other favorite players in the finals. I mean, that's a little different. So you got to put together a team that can beat them. So uh, it's for me, man. I've been on the team that, you know, we went to the finals four years in a row, but we was beat twice out of those four years, and it was it was good for the game. You know, the game was exploding and explosive, and we was a part of it. So our game ain't slowing down, so that means they're doing something good. Can I just ask out of pure curiosity, has there ever been, like, in your backyard of LeBron's, like a two-on-two with your kids, <laughs> you and your son, and LeBron and his? No. Oh. <laughs> No, it hasn't been. Okay, when you guys are talking about that, just ran it across my mind. So you're trying to see that action now. You're trying to see it. You trying to see D Wade and and Zaire against Bron and and Bronny, huh? I mean, I wonder if there's like a cell phone video of it somewhere. Because I want that video. Listen, listen, I'm going to have to rely on Zaire in in that matchup. Dwayne, you you started the season in Cleveland. As, As these playoffs have played out, did it cross your mind at all, like, what could have been if you stuck around? Now, there were obvious reasons for making the moves that they did and, and worked out for you well in Miami, but as this postseason played out, did, did you think about it much, about what might have happened if you had stayed on that team? Well, it definitely crossed my mind because, you know, I signed to Cleveland for that, that exact reason, to compete in the, in the championship. I didn't sign to Cleveland for 82 games in the, in the regular season. Mm. I signed to them so I can be there in the playoffs and, and you know, and be a part of the, of the winning or the success and, you know, and trying to take down you know, the, the, one of the greatest teams of all time. I wanted to be a part of it. So it definitely, you know, uh, crossed my mind. I thought the team that we had, we went through rough stresses. But for the players that we had, I thought we had guys that was would have been big in the playoff moments. But, you know, things happen the way they happen for everyone. And everyone, you know, end up getting, you know, Jay Crowder got the best out of it with Utah. And Isaiah went to L.A. and had fun and, you know, got his confidence back. And I came to Miami. So everything happened. Great for the guys that left, but from the from the reason I was there, I was there for that moment. So uh, I definitely thought that you know it could have made a, a difference. But hey, did did it make it hard to watch in those finals? I mean, I know you've won championships in the past, but seeing you know what LeBron was going through, um, and and also them going with a really short bench, you know, in this playoffs, not playing a lot of guys. Did it? I mean, how did you react to that? Sure. No, uh, it didn't. It didn't make it hard. It didn't make it hard on me. They they traded me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got traded. Uh, you know, it didn't make it hard at all. No. Uh-uh. I mean, I you know, it's my that's my guy. He's one of my best friends. You know, and in this game of basketball, um, and you know, I, I knew he was up against a tough task. No matter who was on his team, you know, you're playing against some amazing talent over there in Golden State, man. And those guys, it seems like from afar that they get it. You know, like people want them to get tired of each other and hopefully break it up. It seemed like they they just get it and they okay with you know with getting less shots so they okay with taking less money here and there because they love you know winning and you know he was up against a tough task and uh, he, you know him you know and his team they even you know what guys gave the guys a lot of slack but you know it was a couple of those games where the, his teammates did their job they did what they supposed to do like especially game one you know everybody played their role it just so happened that they didn't win that game you know for for more than one reason uh, but you know what they. Kevin, Kevin Love had a great playoff, mm-hmm. you know, run. So they just played against a team that they just that no one can no one can beat, you know, mm-hmm. right now. Those Golden State guys, Dwayne, talked about the, the the challenges of this season, about getting kind of motivated throughout this season. Yeah. Uh, is that something that you can relate to as someone that played in, in, in you know those three or four years uh, with a, that team in Miami? 
100%. Um, I'll say our last year, our fourth year going to the finals, that was a terrible season for us, man. I mean, you know, all, obviously all stories don't come out, you know, with a team, but we had a lot of issues, and a lot of it was, you know, some of it was, was to trying to motivate guys. Some of it was trying to keep, you know, everyone understanding the reason we all got together. And, you know, but, you know, guys start complaining a little bit. You know, your jokes ain't as funny no more. You've been around <laughs> each other every day. You know, things change, man. And and it kind of – that last year I kind of, you know, wasn't surprised that everything, you know, that Brian went his separate way and we kind of split. It wasn't, you know, bad blood between us. It was just more so – it just – it wasn't what it was put together to be anymore overall and it needed to change. And I think everybody's kind of waiting for that to happen for them and it will get tougher. You know, that's why it hasn't been many three peaks in this game because it is, it is tough to, to come back next year and act like you just didn't win two championships in a row. You know, it is tough. Last question for me. I, 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 during the finals, one of the more interesting comments that were made was from Rodney hood. And he talked about just kind of the shock, the culture shock of playing alongside LeBron and in that atmosphere where you kind of live and die with every single game in a way that he never did before. And he talked about how hard that was uh, to adjust to. I mean, is, is that something you can understand? I mean, not you're on a different level, obviously, than a Rodney Hood, but, but a young player having a hard time way. adjusting that. How, how do you, can you understand that? Oh, 100%, man. Um, and it's more so like this. I was having this conversation with someone, and I was telling them, the thing is, if LeBron passes you the ball and you miss three open shots, the weight of the world is on your shoulders. If you're on another team, Steph Curry went 0 for 9 before he hit a three. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't stop. He didn't care. If you're on another team and you miss an open shot, you're not thinking about it the same as when LeBron James passed you the ball and you missed three open shots. Is it something about playing with him? It's something about, you know, like when you're playing with him, everyone feels like a star, right? You travel the world, you're a star. <laughs> And you have to play that way. He expects you to make those shots, and you feel that pressure when it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be that kind of pressure, but it is. It's just pressure by playing with someone so great. And, you know, when I was in Cleveland, it's a lot of noise around it. It's not just a basketball team. It's a lot of noise around everything that they do. Someone got a cough, a, you know, a cold, <laughs> or someone had looked at each other the wrong way. It's a conversation. It's on ESPN. It's on all the social media. So, no, everyone can't take it. Everyone's not built to take that. And it's hard for guys like Rodney Hood has never been in that situation where when he really, really mattered from that standpoint, like like in LeBron sense, and trying to come in and throw it right in the fire with 20 games and say, go be great. He's never done it before. So it's hard to expect him to just go out there and do it. Yeah, that's well said, bro. Well said. Hey, look, I can't wait till you come back out here on the Western region. And we sit down and have that dinner and we talk about your future, man, and, and, and what you're going to do next, man. But it's been remarkable watching you over these years. Just want to say we're proud of you. I'm extremely proud of you. And, you know, um, best luck going forward, man. A true friend, bro. I love you. Hey, you know I love you, bro. And uh, dinner going to be on you this year, all right? So, uh... <laughs> hey, how about, how about, hey, guys, it, it can be on me if you agree to text me afterwards if you would decide. Like, don't text Woj. Like, text me. I'm going to tell you wanna... right now. Hey, look, hey, D, I'm going to tell you right now, man. I'm retired, man, so I can eat. <laughs> I can eat now, man. I can eat. I'll tell you, two plates. <laughs> hey, it's going to be the wine bill that's going to cost a lot. <laughs> hey, Dwayne, we appreciate the time. I know you're busy, man. Thanks for joining us. Oh, man, anytime, man. Love. You see, how about if you're at that dinner, just send me a text. Just like D Wade back, D Wade retired. <laughs> just go to the table there. Like one of these, like D Wade. Uh...
Hey, la- hey, it, you got to be careful what you uh, what you able to release because last time I had that he was going, I knew exactly where he was going. I knew he was going to Cleveland, and uh, you know they wouldn't let me report it. Got to be careful. All right, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine is the phone number. We'll wrap up the show. Get to your phone calls. All that and more next. Chris and Karan, Fox Sports Radio. Chris, yes, Karan. This thing you listening to? Yes, it's called HIPAA. HIPAA. Hop. Hop. Okay. Hip. Hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. <laughs> hip, hip. I don't know. My hip hop knowledge, like new stuff, goes right over my head. It does. Like '90s hip hop, I was all in on it. All kinds of '90s hip hop. First, you was down with the AK. Yes. Hey, that's your boy. And I Russell see Westbrook. you on the video with Mission Lake. No hit meeting like straight bozo. Cut it. <laughs> no, cut it after. That's why I went solo. That's what he cut that's it. Why I went solo. And then cut it. Yeah. Nope. No meeting behind that. Just, yeah, just, he just woke up the day after the finals and said, It was a hot song. It was a hot song 30 <laughs> years ago. That's what he's doing, a 30 year anniversary. I, I'm just making up the 30 years. It could be 36 years. Probably 25. I, I wasn't alive that day. That, that was 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Early 90s. Early 90s? I think you were alive. I think, I think you were around. Early 90s. I think you had good stuff going on. Yeah, I was popping. Watch the movie. I was go, 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 go see the movie whenever it, uh, when it comes out. <laughs> I love I love Russ like just a video like that and look he, to be fair he went on Instagram after the fact it's like everybody calm down like let's that's not what I'm doing I'm not taking a shot at uh, Kevin Durant there no, but he this, wouldn't do that he'd never do that ever and Durant you know he doesn't ever take shots at at Russ burner account <laughs> <laughs> the original burner account. No, not this Brian Colangelo crap. What'd you think of that? By the way, we haven't really dive got into that. I know we did a little bit of it last week, but now that we know what it was, you know, it was his wife operating these accounts. He claims apparently, apparently, I I believe that though because and when we did we we did this last week, but I believe that it was his wife uh, doing it. But the Sixers decided, you know, screw it, you're out. That's it. I knew that was coming, and, and, and from 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 his standpoint and his perspective to to save face, I felt like he should have just said, "Look, you know what? I'm gonna resign yeah. and take the high road." But look, don't don't throw your family under the bus. You know what I mean? Like, Some strong words towards the old family there at the end. Like say, <laughs> he says, "Like I, I still love her. We'll work it out." But you know what she did? She did all this. She did. A... Don't do her like that. Don't do your wife like that, man. Left her out. Left her out to dry. It was right your there. fault. You was pillow talking anyway, man. Yeah, I mean, like she didn't get that information from like Brett Brown. Like that wasn't coming from. She wasn't like reading his files, like or uh, you know, open up his laptop at night. Every time you go to sleep, like oh, baby, I'm so tired. I had a rough day. Markel folks can't make a shot. <laughs> Markel folks suck. He can't stay healthy. You know, I got <sighs> I, I got insomnia. Joel Embiid is dancing on a stage right now at a nightclub, but he just had surgery. Come on, Joel. Honey, don't worry about what I'm saying over here. Mute your ears. <laughs> you didn't hear any of that. You didn't hear that from me. Mean tweet. Oh, they couldn't. But you just you, you can't divorce the two, right? Not to use that word, but you can't you can't divorce the you know what happened with him and his wife, and then the team. You, there's no trust. You can't you can't regain, especially with Fultz. Like Fultz, you put some information out there, or your wife did. That was sensitive. That 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 you know. How does Markel Fultz? Can he? How could he trust you to not? have something like that happen again i think no one would trust you like coming into that situation uh people everybody would just look at you side eye for for going forward so they did the right thing and they parted ways and now they have to move forward yeah uh should we check on our, the uh the poll questionnaire which is I, I think you're gonna lose this one i think the people are with me what is it uh, let me see the poll question is if you're the uh, warriors and sign lebron costs you clay and draymond do you do it 65 percent of the populace people listen to the show say no 
I didn't realize you had so much family. Like I do. They're everywhere. Show. I mean, they're everywhere. I'm Irish, so Jeez. we just populate the earth all over the place. Yeah, y'all popping. It's, it's, it's That's because hey, all my all my folks didn't wake up yet. <laughs> it's, it's like three o'clock on the East Coast. No, they, they just get out of church. Oh, there. Uh, I mean, tw- two o'clock mass. Is that Jesus on the landline. Tell them what you want. <laughs> On that, on that note, Karan, good to see you out here in L.A., my friend. Always, brother. Always good to be here. Good stuff. A lot more happening here on Fox Sports Radio for the rest of the day. Stick around for that, and Karan and I will be back next Sunday. So be here. Tune in for that and more. Chris and Karan, Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.